Welcome to Every Album Ever with Mike and Alex. My name is Michael Mansour, and I'm joined, as always, by my warm, cozy, fuzzy, handsome co-host, Alexander Volts. Say hello. Going to get a little less cozy Uh-oh. in this episode. Uh-oh. I like where this is going. It's Every Album Ever, the podcast where we listen to every single album in the world, one artist at a time. It's a new discography, more or less, per episode, except today is our year-end wrap-up. Yes, I had... Such a fun time last year when no one was listening to us. Yeah, yeah. And it's just nice to talk about new music. Mm -hmm. It's nice to turn people on to some new things. We're tastemakers, damn it. (coughs) Sorry. I want to be. No, we're not. (laughs) not. But uh, We're taste havers. Yeah, I think I I crashed under the pressure this year. Really? Oh, no. This, like, I felt like last year, I was real, like, I really liked my list Uh last year. And then this year, due to time constraints and. So what you're saying is that you you actually dislike every album you've picked? Yes, I I hate every album I picked. Yeah. It's probably more like a top 20 or 25 for me. Uh But I will, I will bring our good listeners, the rest in a, a loose ends. We'll do a loose ends episode. That we'll plug that in just a second. I, however, I'll say this real quickly. I put a lot of time and effort in my list. I care very much about each one of these albums. Oh, no, I was being sarcastic. I, I do. Yeah. <laughs> Shut I, your mouth, Alex. You're a liar. You're yeah. a disgusting liar. No, I this. Th- there's probably like 15 or 20 albums I just couldn't listen to or I didn't write a summary for so i wrote no summaries because i listened to each of these albums so many times for the most part that i think i got a good handle holy what, shit I listened to a lot of times uh which is the opposite of last year last year i just kind of gave like a few times each one yeah to, like if i want to hear it again that's a good indicator here i was like no there's more there's more here uh but well yeah plugs or something uh, if you want to support us uh subscribe on apple music uh, apple podcast not apple music apple music is bad go to spotify uh or a Spotify podcast, uh, you know, youtube.com slash every album ever. All that good stuff. Tell a friend, you know, five-star rating, leave a review, comment, do all those things that will help us get noticed by people who don't listen to us. Uh, you can follow me on Instagram at Pope Jesse Ventura and Alex at Mother Puncture. And I think, I believe there should be a big old playlist. Damn straight there was. Last year, I like curated it to yeah. have some some flow. Yeah. I will be doing that and I will be adding to it at least once a day until I've listened to every <laughs> fucking album that I've wanted to for oh the year. God. It's going to be seven and a half hours long. Is that, is that a safe assumption? Uh, I, is that what it was last year? I think so. Yeah. That's a good episode. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Pretty big. Uh, you'll find a link in the description of wherever you're listening or watching. Uh, as well as, you know, whatever. There's plays associated with every episode for the most part. You can find them all at everyalbumever.com. Uh, new development, big news. It's a, If you're a patron, by the way, we have a Patreon. You know, bonus episode, early access to certain episodes. We're going to be talking about all the albums we couldn't fit onto the list on a Patreon episode. That will be released, you know, late. Who, Man, who, there's so many things. Who knows? <laughs> who knows? We get, Yeah, there's early access to the Loose, Ed, Loose Ends series a month in advance, and then bonus episodes uh, strictly for page, patrons, uh, you know, patreon.com slash everyalbever. Uh, another thing, uh, it's been out for a minute. If you're a patron, you already know. Merch! I'm wearing the hoodie right now. This is a design of... It's also behind. It's on every episode. Uh, artwork from my uh, album by an old band called Broadbill, called Land of Purple. I'm not really plugging the album so much. It's fine, uh, but the artwork is badass, and now there's merch for it. And if you're a patron, you just uh, 
You also get 20% off all merch, which is just another perk. Uh, but, you know, again, there's a link in the description, everyalbumever.com. There's links all over the place. Okay. Okay. Do we start? <laughs> Did I, I get plugs? Uh, yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So I know you, you said you maybe have like three honorable mentions, but I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll do mine. Okay. And then, so I'll, I'll start with like a little summary i guess uh the the hip-hop albums that were good just not good enough <laughs> for me uh freddie gibbs and alchemist alfredo freddie gibbs puts out like two albums worth of music a year it's exhausting oh he's damn good at it though it's just another chronicle and uh freddie gibbs um and then uh megan the stallions good news and sugar if you listen to pop music, this was like the year of Megan. She's on WAP. Uh, both those albums are really fun. I've thrown a th- few songs on the playlist. And then we got uh, my little my little indie bands, my little indie darlings. Uh-huh. Just so-so. Nothing really stood out for me. Future Islands, as long as okay. you are. Phanogram Ceremony and Little Dragons. New me, same us. Mm-hmm. Now the metal, metal. Man, you have a lot of honorable mentions. <laughs> this, this will be it. This the metal. Uh, body count, which we talked oh, about. That's right. Loose it, ends, episode one. Yep, Imperial Triumphant. I wanted to like. Oh, I wanted Imperial to like, Triumphant. If you like weird metal stuff, seek that, that out. That album is intense. It is very, very intense. And then Lama God's uh, self-titled album. The first song I loved, loved to death. Mm. Amazing first mm-hmm. opening track. Rest of the album, just Lamb of God. And I've said this to you before. It's very interesting mm-hmm. how they were innovators and now they're just Lamb of God. It's, if you're a Lamb of God fan, it will please you. It is. That's fair. And that's what I have to say for one of my honorable mentions of Deftones. So it didn't make it to my list, which is like, you know, it's on everybody's number one. And I don't get that. I, I'm sorry, dude. You just like Deftones. I don't think it's that great. It's good. Mm-hmm. It's, I, I like Gore, the last album, a lot more. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it still has some interesting stuff. It still dabbles with a little bit more of, um, I don't want to say an emotional side of Deftones, but a little bit. Uh, it's cool. Didn't didn't feel myself itching to go back so much. And the other one, memorable mention that really, I really wish I liked it more, Mr. Bungle. The Wrath of the uh, the Raging Wrath of the Easter Bunny. I think that's called Raging Wrath of the Easter Bunny demo or Ra- or Wrath of the Raging Easter Bunny demo. Fuck, I'm looking it up right now. Well, it's not a demo, right? Like they no, re- it has the name demo in the title. Oh, okay, okay. Um, yeah, both those albums. Wrath. Wait, the Raging Wrath of the Easter Bunny demo. There we go. Both those albums, I may I may bring up on on loose ends. Maybe. Yeah, I guess uh, I I liked the Mr. Bongo one uh, as a thrash album, but even as a thrash album. It's too fucking long. Like okay. it starts out really fucking good, like really fun, and like it's not bungle bungle because mm-hmm. it was you know written way before that. But it still had some really crazy stuff, like the the opening track. It's called Grizzly Adams. It's an instrumental that I remember from the original because I heard the original demo years ago, mm-hmm. and it was written by Trace Bruins, who I will say is the best guitarist of all time. He's one of my favorite musicians ever. Secret Chiefs three. Everyone listen to Secret Chiefs three, um, and uh, it was like a, it's an amazing. It's an amazing instrumental song, and it's like my favorite song off the original demo. And when we saw them, they didn't play it, and I was like, "Why would they not play that 
fucking amazing song. And I was reading like a little uh, kind of synopsis of the, the album that they released. And they said that song has never been performed live. And I don't think it ever will. Holy shit. And I was like, why? It's, yeah. like, it's still the best song in the album. It's yeah. still, it's still the, like, an amazing opener. But it's like 50 minutes. And then like halfway through, it just becomes, you know, thrash. Like, sure. It, it, need, it needs to be long. 30 minutes. It needs to be 30 minutes. And I would, it would have for sure been on the list if it was shorter. Still love every member of that band, including, you know, Scotty and Dave Lombardo. Uh, last, honorable, honorable, ugh, last honorable mention. I'm not even going to mention because it's on your list. And I'll okay. just mention it when it comes on. But because this is the format we do. The format. Each of us are going to give our album of the year. Top dog. Album of the year, big boy, big boy. Yep. And then after that, we're going to alternate in chronological order. There is no ranking. None of that bullshit here. It's, I don't even like ranking. Like it's just, it's a mess. And also it's just, it's a, it's a series of apples and oranges. These are all completely different artists. Also, like I said, I tried my best. This is no way a definitive definitive list okay. i tried my best all right this is what i can do for you people this I'm- is my definitive list. No, it's not, <laughs> not, no it's not but i did put some thought into it a little bit no i put i put thought into it for, not I, to- I, I think it's the, the the inverse of what of last year yes because I, I put less thought in last year mm-hmm. and i put more thought in this year i think it's mm-hmm. the opposite with you no it's not that I put less thought in. It's just he's covering I, his ass. He's covering I his ass. I didn't have time. Okay, okay. I didn't have fucking time to all these, you know, all these albums Fair for enough. whatever Fair reason enough. that I'm not going to list. Okay. Yes. So, album of the year. What you got, Alex? My album of the year, and I'm going to take a page Come out on. of Mike's book. Oh shit! Is Run the Jewels, RTJ Four. Well. It is on my list as well. This week on Yankee and the Brave. This album is cranking a little bit. Okay, yeah, this is got this song fucking rips. I love this song. Oh, this is boy. a great intro. Hell yeah. God damn that bass, that bass drum, man. It's just it fucks you up. LP is like one of the best producers yeah. in hip hop. So I have a very embarrassing confession. Yes. Embarrassing confession. I've I, I've never heard a Run the Jewels album. This is my first Run the Jewels album. And I was I was very, very I mean I knew it was, I knew I'd like it. I didn't think I would like it this much. Yeah. So here's why it's my album of the year. Just an insane, an insane discography. All four albums. Like if I had to rank all four, I don't I don't know how I would do it. Um, I feel like they're the only American act that kind of like tapped into what 2020 felt like, like this hell. Yeah. Like this came out in like the summer and it was, this felt so perfect. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, it's trippy, it's hypnotic, it's angry, it's spastic. Um, and just, yeah, this, what they've done with their career has been so impressive. Uh, 
ODB said Wu Tang is forever. I'm going to say RTJ Ooh, is forever too. Look at that. Shots um, fired. Possibly literally. We don't know Alex in his free time. I wasn't beefing. I'm just saying like their their music is mm-hmm. going to live on for a very long time. Yeah. Um, if, dude, just go going in blind like this, uh, it automatically felt like this feels like all of, of, of all my favorite hip hop, except it just has a little fucking t- like hint of freshness to it. Yes. Like I couldn't. I mean, I think it's obviously the production, but it's like that really, really boomy bass and bass drum. That's like a total modern rap thing that's totally mm. that's totally in the past 10 years the way it goes kind of overboard Every, everything sounds like it's in those cars where the bass is way too the yeah. is way too loud it, it has that feel to it but just everything else feels mm-hmm. like oh yeah this is this is exactly what i love about all hip-hop this is that fucking early 90s i don't want to say booting style it, but you know what i mean yeah back in the day you would go to lp if you didn't have money because um if people have never seen rhythm roulette it's a youtube series where producers put on a blindfold in a record store and then they pick records mm-hmm. and they have to make a beat out of it and like the lp one is fucking insane like he gets shit samples his equipment is broken <laughs> and he this is able to warp sounds yeah to yeah. make he he's just a mad scientist. I think uh like the ground below is good. Oh dude, I'm about to, I was about to bring that one up. Yeah. Uh, that samples uh ether by Gang of Four. See, I didn't dude. I didn't know what it was, but it's it's more on the funky side, but the way it's presented, it it's like hard hitting. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm glad you brought it up because I, I I wanted to bring that up, but I forgot yeah. until right now. That's my favorite Gang of Four song. Oh, so interesting. Like, yes, yes. That's the opening track on like their most famous album. Uh, yeah, I was totally blindsided by that. And also, another thing about this one, it's a really fucking mad album. Uh, and it's produced in a way that's, man, even when it's not super, super aggressive, it, everything has a layer of distortion on it. Mm-hmm. Whether it's the vocals, the bass, drums, the sample, all the samples, even like piano samples, all have a little bit of distortion on it. So everything feels so fucking angry. Yeah, yeah, I think a good example for that would be the closing track, A Few Words for the Firing Squad. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's probably their longest, most personal, ambitious song, and there's this, like, a sax ripping through it, Mm -hmm. it, but it's not rowdy. It's... Mm -hmm. It's very, like, minimal. This is how I knew I loved this album, because I was putting it out for a long time. At a certain point, I forgot to listen to it, and then I Mm -hmm. remembered last minute, and... I, I and I had a bunch of things lined up that I needed to listen to, uh, and I, I put it on. And I was like, "Yeah, this is really good. This is really good." And I kept going. I was like, "This is really good." I was like, "I need to listen to more." I don't think I'm just gonna be on my list because, like, all right, I, like, it's probably not gonna be on my list. But I couldn't bring myself to stop listening to it. I'm nice. Like, that's how you know it's on the list because yeah. I can't stop listening to it. Yeah. Yeah, and then I guess we'll bring. You know, they always do a song with Zach Delaroca, but this time, what a quartet they formed. That's right. Yeah. Run the jewels, Zach Delaroca, and fucking Pharrell. Like I'm not a I'm not a Pharrell guy, but that song rips, dude. Yeah, I like. It's weird, like it. It's as poppy as like you can get with LP, and then like it's just like Delaroca screams. This reminds you that it's yeah yeah. yeah. This reminds you it's still angry. Yeah, gangster boo, always a pleasure when she drops by, and then uh, 
Kalam, holy Kalamafuck. Kalamafuck is the 2020 word of the year. Don't look it up. Just believe me. <laughs> Dictionary word of the year. Kalamafuck. Yeah, you heard it. You heard it. <laughs> uh, what's the one with fucking Josh Homme and uh, Mavis Staples? Um, that is uh, pulling the pin. That's right. That one. Uh, first listen, I didn't realize Josh Homme was on there. And then as soon as I saw his name, I was like, wait a minute. All of a sudden, I couldn't not hear his fucking guitar and his dumb harmonies. I love it. Mm-hmm. love it. But uh, it's also super weird, a weird combination hearing that along with this old ass woman. I don't know her, but yeah. clearly you could hear her age. Yeah. It's super sassy. Good ass song. Yeah. Most most of the songs on here are, are good. Yeah. Um, yeah. They even got DJ Premier on Ooh La La, which is super catchy. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. 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 If you don't want to sing along to that song. Something's wrong. Something's wrong with you. Yeah. Something's wrong with you. Yeah, this is, uh, this. I had a feeling you'd pick this one, but it's like, oh, it's so fucking. It's just too good. I, this is an undeniable fucking album. I didn't. I, I tried to deny it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, throughout the year, it was it was this or something else, and nothing really changed my mind. So yeah. So the this is like the first time I've had like a front runner for really mo- like half the year, I guess. Interesting. Well, solid pick for best. Now it's my turn. So this one is is funny to me because it's straight. This album is a usurper. Something else was in its place. And it, I, as soon as I heard it, it fucking gave it a big boot in the ass. Interesting. This one stole it. I've been listening to this religiously. I can't stop. Every day I have to create like get it stuff. In. I have to get it in at least once. And that album, Alex, I, a master of suspense. Yeah. Nothing is the ideal. All them witches. Whoa. Fucking incredible. Whoa. Bring that bitch up. Damn. I was not expecting a level of passion. Also, also, also a little inside baseball. My computer was a little low, so I kind of cranked it up. Okay. Between, so, okay. Uh, whoa. <laughs> Here we go. This fucking song, dude. Dude, I, yeah, I came into this album kind of late, but I really like it. It was on my list, too, but then uh, for talking points, I'm mm-hmm. like, well, obviously, gotta give it, gotta give it to you. For this time, for this time. Yeah. Timestamp. Yeah, we're this we're this gonna soak in it. It does have some really interesting production stuff uh, in between songs, kind of like this, and it's they keep it to a minimum. And the album isn't even that like it, it's it's done so fucking tastefully. Like it's not like every other song the way like Death Heaven does. Mm-hmm. It's just every once in a while they'll throw in this weird, creepy little build-up thing, and then it'll bam, it'll go right into it. The next song. Yeah, I would say um, 
if someone's new to this band, if you like Baroness, if you like the sword, maybe even Clutch. Like I've the- never heard them before this album. I w- I am in love. Yeah, I'm in love. Uh, or the band Graveyard is another good. How dare you compare them to Graveyard? <laughs> They're so much smarter. <laughs> Graveyard just rehashing the seventies. I love that the the sci-fi vibe. Yeah. Before it gets, and then it's like this very pleasant. Yeah, it's like this dude's clearly inspired, like heavily inspired by Jimi Hendrix, just stylistically. But the music is not. No, once once we get like a full song, it's very impressive the way it it changes. Oh yeah, and I got it. Since the song is taking so long to start, this is one of the most diverse fucking albums. It's incredible. Yeah, this part fucking slaps. Hell yes. Also blindsided by how much I like this guy's voice. So am I. Love his voice. So am I. I I mean, I liked it, but I was just not... Because I thought about Graveyard, and I was like, Michael probably think it's okay. It's so understated, and he does only what he needs to. It's perfect. That that riff right there. I was listening to this with my mom. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, what what is that? And I had to count. I was like, I think it's nine. This riff is fucking nine. He doesn't feel weird, does it? No, no. Exactly. Oh, I yeah, I kind of noticed it now. Yeah. God damn. So th- that song isn't even a representation of the album. No, it goes on uh, a few different few different journeys. This is so fucking good. I just said right now, I was listening to this with my mom. I put it on in the car with her as we were, you know, taking care of last minute Christmas stuff. And uh, <clears throat> I was blown away about how much she loved it. Like, that was really surprising. That's always fun when the mom's like yeah, a hard rock. Exactly. So the the following song, uh, it's like, I, I feel like it's like the most metal song on the album. Because uh, like halfway through, it just goes on a fucking mastodon tear where, you know, the the super long riff with the extremely long drum fill that kind of goes on for like enemy of my enemy. Yeah. And I was like, okay, if my mom's going to get turned off by any song on this, it's going to be this one. And she was even into that one. I was like, okay, this is the, the and every song she's like, oh, this is really good, too. Oh, this is good, too. And I'm using my mom as a fucking yardstick because that's yeah. how accessible this shit is. I mean, ideally, this is like the shit that should be played on like rock radio. It is fucking. I'm furious. I have not seen this on any uh, best of 2020 list, let, let alone maybe the, maybe like one, but not near the top. And this should be fucking number one in, on all of them. Like, I don't I don't get it. I just don't fucking understand what you're, this is. It's, this it's, is exactly what I what I look for. Like, this is why I don't get tired of rock music is because mm-hmm. people keep doing shit like doing new shit it's it's interesting how like even in the world of of stoner metal and sludge metal they've they've they fly under the radar i just heard about them last year um and i was like yeah that's pretty cool but i've never done a deep dive on them so when i threw it on i wasn't expecting to like love it but i yeah good enough for a a make on the list Everest is just so pretty. Oh, dude. Uh, 
it's like so everybody's really good but that guitar player is like a total you know 60s 70s hard rock guy you can hear mm-hmm. a lot of the hendrix dialings um but that that solo song man like it goes so many different places and it tackles so many different fucking moods and genres. It doesn't feel like he's trying to sound like anybody. All these songs are so damn unique. Uh, of course, I'm, I don't know the names of any of the songs because I there's, just... <clears throat> there's, uh, I think, uh, a standout one stylistically is the Children of Coyote one. Yeah, that's the one. It's a folk song. It's a fucking folk song in the middle of, a, of stoner rock, hard rock, whatever I, the hell this is. I wish all country music sounded like that. It's so damn good. Uh, it's so damn good. The one before that, though, uh, See You Next Fall. Is that what it's called? Uh, yes. And that is one f- like one fourth of the album. It's 10 <laughs> minutes. It doesn't feel like 10 minutes, dude. That is one of the fucking grooviest, most hypnotic, uh, satisfying Stoner Rock songs. I guess it's Stoner Rock. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's that song and uh, Rats and Ruin. Oh, yeah. Do not feel like 10 minutes. Rats and Ruin. My mom. My mom's favorite song on the album. Nice. Yeah, it's very pretty. Very pretty. 41. Lights out. Yep. Brings the the heaviness. Yeah. 41. That's that one. Uh, again, like you, it, it starts out, you know, sounding like it's going to be a super heavy thing. And then all of a sudden it just gets super melodic, super melodic. A lot of, uh, you know, bass drum solo kind of stuff. Um, a lot of dynamics in that one. Oh God. It's so damn good. So damn pretty. So damn pretty. I think uh, Lights Out is probably like the most uh, dissonant, mm-hmm. for lack of a better term. It's like the least immediately hooky. It's the least... If you're going to dislike any song in there, it's going to be Lights Out. Lights Out. Yeah. But I, it's the second to last song. It's like I, like I always preach about. It's paced perfectly. It's yeah. right toward the end, but it also ends it with you know fucking Rats and Room, which is just unbelievable. Every song is so fucking... It's, it's just so good in so many different ways. It's like a like eight different bands. Yeah. On this yeah. on this album. It's in each one. Oh God. This this fucking inspired me. I like this once again reinvigorated my like my my lust for making music. Like I'm so happy I could uh Oh yeah. I I'm I'm a I'm my big <laughs> fan. Big fan. Yeah, we'll have to see a few of these acts if they come back. Or if anyone survives this but uh, I, yeah, I think we'll, I think we'll <laughs> no, be I at some point they got they gotta yeah fucking please please so good <laughs> so good uh yeah it I, I was not expecting to be like floored by an album because like we, we we've said in like past episodes and patreon episodes like yeah i know it's it's been, it's been a rough go there's a lot of things but there's also like you know less things than we'd hoped less mm-hmm. things compared to last year so yeah, when I heard that, I was like, yeah, okay. Yeah, this is easy. This is easy. Nice. I'm glad you could find that. And honestly, Clear cut. If you wouldn't have sent it to me, I don't think I would have found it. because I, I, it, This like was I, like a few days ago. <laughs> exactly. And it's not on any fucking list, so I wouldn't even have found it. Like, that's, yeah. It's just a damn disgrace. Yeah, because they're like... I have my you know list of artists that I like. And yeah, I didn't see this on any list either, but because, you know, I they're like in my library yeah i was like oh they got a, an album out let me let me check this right. out that's what gets me so mad about just the media and and in article well, articles but like you know websites and you know lists and all this bullshit it's like it's so fucking everything's politicized in its own way like 
uh, the the equivalent of like you know long-standing politicians that never like, stay in office for like 40 years mm-hmm. is like bands like i don't want to like, I, I like the deftones album but it's not fucking number one album of the year but it gets that spot because it's an incumbent essentially it's like mm-hmm. it's a good band it's still a good album they've consistently been good why not i'll tell you why not because this fucking album exists and it's <laughs> way fucking better also i think there's this like something about focusing on the future too not that you know run the jewels has been around for a bit too i I cited their career. But, right. But it's also, but, but like if I just had a list of nothing but legacy acts, I don't know. They would feel, it would feel weird to me. It's insane. Like, like I need, I need some, some young, fresh blood in there. Even if you weren't, even if you weren't trying to bring in fresh blood, you should by instinct be finding fresh blood. Mm-hmm. Cause that's just the nature of art and how it keeps being created and expanding and growing. Like, like it should happen. Like happen substantially, if that's a word. Mm-hmm. Like, this shouldn't be trying to go one way or the other. This shouldn't be all new acts, all incumbents. For like, I mean, I'm gonna yeah. keep using that word. Yeah. It really does apply. But like, that's why I'm so glad that like I had no idea who they were, and it stole top top album of the year like easily. Nice. So that it's it yeah okay enough gushing. We have an actual list. And it's gonna be a long fucking episode, undoubtedly, probably. So, uh. Alex, speaking of young blood, <laughs> we are now going in no particular oh, I mean, chronological order for the most part. Or somewhat. Yeah. So this came out back in January. This is Poppy. I disagree. So as you know, I have an affinity for baby metal. Yes, you do. And this is Amer- baby metal written all over it. This is American baby metal. Is. I I listened to this song and a few others. Alex, you're psycho. You're I am psychotic. a psych- I am a crazy person. I like what she said about this song. Uh, um, she's like, I can beat you up. But sometimes I also like giving you candy. Yummy, yummy, yummy. I hate her. <laughs> fucking hate her. She's not a uh, musician per se. Is she not? I could have told you that. But based on the way these songs flow or don't, I think they flow extremely well. <laughs> I love it. Not bad. Like, objectively enough. Okay. Because these are interesting melodies. And now there's a Beatles part for no reason. That's what I don't like. It's not that it's... It sounds actually more like the Beach Boys to me, honestly. Or Beach Boys. Yeah, whatever. You get what I mean. An older 60s. It feels... Like the way it flows, like you're watching like a, a Broadway musical to it, me. You know what? That's actually a good way to put it. So I'll tell you why I don't like that as like this whole, you know, jumping from thing to thing aspect. So it really does to me, it reads as someone who's deliberately trying to, to be spazzy or spastic mm-hmm. and doesn't really know how things go. To, like those aren't bad melodies. Those aren't bad riffs at all. But 
it feels inauthentic. I don't know what it is, but it just rubs me the wrong way. Because she's a YouTube personality who made it. a metal album. I didn't know yeah. that, but I fucking felt it. Yeah. That's that's the thing. I didn't know who this was going in. I heard it. I was like, this doesn't feel real. I didn't, this feels like someone trying to be like Mr. Bungle. I didn't know who she was either. I just saw the articles like Poppy is dropping a metal album. I'm like, I don't know who Poppy is. Uh-huh. And then I'm like, oh, it's like baby metal. And then can she do a full album's worth? And I think she can. All right. Um, all right. Keep defending. Keep defending. The it. two the two biggest things that I hate that, you know, aside from the death and all that, um, that I didn't get from 2020 was uh, Fast and Furious 9. <laughs> and then I was going to go see Poppy, Gorgira, and Deftones all on the same bill. What a weird lineup. I hope to God that tour still happens. Um, but yeah, like that song played concrete. I just love the bury me six feet deep. Turn me into a street. I like the title track. Uh, it's more of a, a real song. <laughs> if you want to use that, I love her, her whiny little screams. Also, one thing that, that kept me from enjoying this is, is my legitimate distaste for that kind of pop. Like, yeah. Even if it was like, if I was, if I didn't have this weird kind of like, you know, instinct that it doesn't feel real, um, I still don't like that kind of pop. I don't like K-pop. I don't like, you know, yeah. metal. I, don't, I just don't like it. It's, it's, yeah. it's so it wasn't going to win me over regardless. I think if you throw metal into anything, I'll like. I don't listen to anime music, but like, there's something. One punch. Sorry. Actually, yeah, you got to throw in a one punch. You got to throw in a one punch. Yeah, there's just something about poppy and baby metal that I'm like, I will listen to that. Um, I appreciate it for the novelty aspect, but the thing is, that's a that's the thing. I don't have a problem with baby metal because it doesn't feel forced or like she's trying to like do a cash grab. This felt like a cash grab. I swear to God, I it doesn't feel like a cash grab to me because I'm gonna assume the people who watch her on YouTube do not like this. But they would fucking buy it. That's the thing. They would. You do think it. so? Controversy, dude. Controversy sells. People hating shit sells way more than people liking shit. That's like that is. I will marketing. It's I will crazy. say Billy Eilish, 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 yeah, is obviously more more talented in terms of singing, hundred percent. But this is also like if Billy wasn't scared to go like full on Marilyn Manson, Rob Zombie. There's time. She's a, she's a kid. Yeah, there's still time, but like her fate is kind of written in the you know in the. It's very, it's very yeah. likely. Yeah. Trajectory, trajectory and, and that's the posters. thing. Like Poppy could, I think she may have done that. Like she had a song called, am I a girl or, or something weird hmm. that was more poppy. Uh-huh. But her last time was looking a straight up pop record. Wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. And so like, it didn't work. So whatever I, w- I welcome Poppy into the metal community and I do not. So <laughs> if you, if you just depending on what worry, wherever I feel like this is exactly where the community stands. Yeah. Like, one person is super like, you know, fuck it. And I'm like, no, nah, this is it. No. Nah. And it's not that I don't welcome craziness because the album I'm about to talk about is the exact same amount of craziness, but it feels fucking authentic. And that's my, that's my, that's my ult, ultimate thing. It's just, I have no evidence. All right. This is yeah. all based on my gut. I have no way to back any of this up other than that. The way it just, it just kind of struck my brain. Sure. So that brings me to, uh, first on my list, spirituality and distortion by Igor. 
trying to pull it up. You segue. Sorry. Segway. Sorry. It came out. Actually, we should probably do dates too. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Throw that date out there to uh, let me click around a little. <laughs> <laughs> I disagree. My poppy came out uh, January 10th. Uh, Spirituality and Distortion was released uh, March 27th. Please tell me you found it. Got it. Nice. So I've actually. Oop. Why? Okay. That's weird. You're in charge. Come on. You're in charge. It's of that. literally not letting me choose it. I guess we'll. There we go. Okay. I've actually seen them live. Really? And so far, this sounds different from what they were doing. This is a weird fucking album that I would. I had no idea what this was going in. And that's why I didn't listen to it because I didn't like. Well. I don't think you had. I think this uh, a late edition, or at least to me. Yeah. It's um, I saw it came out, but like I didn't listen to it because I didn't like what I s- yeah. I heard live. So I this I would have never listened to it. I like this though so it's far. It's cool. It, there's no. This song is like not even close to like what the album sounds like. It's not that it. it I don't know, man. It's got a lot of Eastern stuff, as you can hear right now. Yeah. A lot of trip hop, a lot of French accordions, Mm -hmm. a lot of opera, a lot of opera, a lot of violins, and a lot of metal. A lot of death metal, a lot of black metal. It's fucking insane. Yeah. Like, those those feelings you had for Poppy is how I felt about their live act. Okay. But who knows? A relatively new band. They're yeah. evolving. They're changing. It's so. just one guy. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, throughout, it kind of has that that sort of Middle Eastern vibe to it. Uh, except when it goes mega wacky. Yeah, and yeah. it goes mega wacky, dude. Oh, I heard, I heard a lot of wacky shit. Oh, yeah. These vocals, there's two female vocalists. Each one is fucking incredible, and I can't tell them apart. Mm-hmm. Honestly. God damn it, this is cool. Okay, so this is a weird album. This is a weird album. Uh, I'm gonna. T- Okay, so the vocalist, I think, um, where are we at? Where are we at? The soprano is uh, Laurent Lenoir, and the other one is uh, Lord Le... They're French. Okay, I, mean, I can't read the fucking name. But, yeah, this is all ultimately ultimately just the, you know, the brainchild of, what was his name? Gautier Serre? Some, something like yeah, that. Yeah, pseudonym is Igor, with three R's, because, of course. Uh, it, man... I was just finding lists and I just was trying to get in as many as Pulse, possible. Yeah. yeah. And by that opening song, it's like, hey, this is whatever. It's just a weird kind of, you know, Eastern influenced metal band. But as the album went on, like, ah, he just kept getting weirder and weirder. So mm-hmm. I want to put you to put on just for a second, uh, Musette Maximum. Because too many windows open. Okay. This broke me for a second. They were doing a lot of shit like I this when I saw it. This. It's just French accordion music with no pedal. Also, 
Also, I think I screwed up uh-huh. and uh, went on a date. Oh, yeah. You brought a girl to see this shit? I wanted. Alex! I wanted to. Okay, so this DJ guy, uh, Ghost, but it's spelled with no H because there's a million things called Ghost. Yeah, yeah. I wanted to see Ghosts, and the show was like $15. Mm. And based on our conversations, I was like, she would like Ghosts. Uh huh. I know nothing about Iger. And I'm like, do you want to like get out of here? And she goes, no, let's stay. Uh huh. And that was the worst decision she's ever made. <laughs> I don't know if I would enjoy seeing this guy live, but because even the album is like, it's not perfect at all and it's pretty long, but. The the places that it goes is first of all you never see it coming. No, like, that's no. the only song that sounds like that on yeah. the album. And then it also has like a, a full on, full on death metal song like Corpse Grinder guests on one of the songs, uh, Corpse Grinder from Cannibal Corpse. And, uh, man, just the way they implement the operatic stuff. Usually, like when I think of opera in metal, I think of like you know later Emperor. Or mm-hmm. stuff with like a lot of synths and it's pretty cheesy and like you know it's like kind of hokey. This feels like legit opera that happens to have brutal drums behind it, and it comes across way less cringy than I was expecting in my head. Sure, like way less. And there's like certain moments where it just kind of abandons everything and it's just yeah like a giant choir of these crazy female vocals that and she goes fucking nuts sometimes mm-hmm. and it's it's just so damn interesting. Uh, a lot of it uh, kind of reminds me of like a lingua the weights kind of opera but it adds in this weird dirt to it mm. where it just kind of sounds a little bit psycho it's really interesting uh even if it gets fucking overwhelming at times which it certainly does well i'm gonna give it a listen i want you to put on just a little taste of the hollow or hollow tree because this is the one where i was like this could be digestible this it's very simple but it it, it it's almost it has like a baroqueness to it because it has some harpsichord okay yeah. <laughs> it's it's fucking groovy. It's a simple hook. Yeah, that's good bass. Yeah. I fucking love it. This song is like the fourth track. It wasn't until this song that I was like, okay, I'm in. I'm in. I'm yeah. In. Yeah. I love it. I fucking love it. I love this so much. <laughs> she sounds fucking crazy. Yeah. It's scary. I love it. Yeah. The, the, ah. Amazing musicians. Amazing musicians. Weird, weird album. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give it a listen. All right. I'm going to go back to the Iger well. Yeah. Moving on. Do I have the re- okay. Yeah, I'm ready. You ready? Let's do this. Couldn't be any more different. Yeah. Since we're going in chronological order, this is the weekend after hours. I love the production on this song. Yep. Um, I was not. This album is partially why I didn't listen to more albums. Because I mean, I felt so. Conflicted about it at first. Really? And I was like, there's some shit I don't like. Do I like this album? And then I realized 
all the weak shits in the beginning. Ah, I didn't finish the album. Yeah, this is not a Mike album, but uh, I know, I know. I figured that by the, like track three. I was like, all right. I don't know. Um, yeah, I just. Man, this is like really committed to the synths on yeah. this album. Those are really good synths. Those are really good synths. Yeah. Um, who produced this? You could, uh, so some of the producers on here are like Metro Booming, Ilangelo, and Max Martin. Um, and yeah, I, I realize this is kind of like, I remember when Kanye dropped 808s and Heartbreaks and I hated that album forever. And then, like, years later, I realized it's brilliant. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, I don't want to make that mistake here. So let me let me dig into the after hours. And I just appreciate how this man committed to the aesthetic mm-hmm. of the album. Um, I'm not the first person to say it, but, you know, it's like lots of comparisons to, like, Drive, Good Times, Uncut Gems, Fear and Loathing. Um, just and all the music videos are like tie into this mm-hmm. story. It's just a really impressive piece of art, mm-hmm. especially for a pop artist who doesn't have to do that. Right? He could just do singles. Yep. Well, they me, usually do. Let me tell you, those singles slap. They're all dope. Ah, good. They're good. all and they're all at the end. Good. Yeah. So well, I, not good, but you know what I mean. Um. Yeah. I think. I think like some of the tracks that follow after are just kind of weak. Like um, it's not a strong song, but it's definitely, I think like one of my lyrics of the year, he says, she likes my futuristic sounds in that new spaceship. Futuristic sex. Give her Philip K. Dick. Oh, that's pretty fucking good, dude. I've been begging for a rapper or someone. <laughs> Do you reference Dune? <laughs> or Philip K. Dick. Like, hey, wait, was that Dune? No, that, no, was, that was Herbert. That was, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He did, yeah, he did all the... Uh, he did like Blade Runner. The original title of Blade Runner. Yeah. Uh, Minority Report. Yeah. All that stuff. Um, wait, uh, do, do Robots Dream of Electric Sheep? Was that yes, the original? Okay. yes. Yeah. Um, and then another week song, but... Uh, this lyrics that make me laugh. She's a cold-hearted bitch with no shame, but her throat fire. <laughs> and yeah, just like all all the singles, like they, I feel like they deserve all the hype. Like blinding lights, um, heartless, and yeah. Once you get to the middle and the end, I I think it's just great. It's uh, if you're a fan of like those synth soundtracks from like this. I think that Sadie Brothers, the guys who did Good Times and Uncut Gems, mm-hmm. are are like drive. This is like a no no brainer. Um, I saw someone say Cyberpunk may have sucked, but he like unintentionally delivered a Cyberpunk R and B album. Uh, that's interesting. Yeah, because like I said, I only got through a few. Uh, few songs because i i mean it just first of all not my style yeah two his fucking voice it's like it's so it's much high. that it's, it's high it's just that it i like variation in vocal that's like it's not that it's bad at all it's just it wears i mean no matter how much i did really like the synth stuff 
like I said, the the guys who because there's a few of them. Like, yeah, I guess the most notable one is Metro Booming. Like this, yeah, everyone, all the producers on this are. And also, that's a really good album cover. That album cover, yeah, that like ties into the music video. I feel, like, I feel like it, it would. Yeah, the music videos are wild. He's like licking toads. He's murdering people. Like. It's getting real meta and like one of them segues after he's played Jimmy Kimmel. Whoa, that's crazy. That's he, weird. Yeah. So it's just like, yeah, I just I really appreciate um, people like The Weeknd who mm-hmm. who want to give you an experience. He doesn't want to give you singles. He just wants whether these songs are connected or not, he is dedicated to mm-hmm. making it cohesive. So a a rare gem in terms of pop stars, star pop stars. You know what I mean? Yeah, one Art, of, the, of really popular mainstream artists. I guess you can call it a pop artist, whatever. Yes, as uh, you know, uh, someone who primarily, or I don't want to say primarily, but like heavy metal speaks to my soul. Yeah, the most. Um, yeah, I think. Every once in a while, there are a few, and I never really listened to stuff before. I think his single, I Can't Feel My Face, I was like, that's a good song, but I never like sought out his albums. I saw this on a bunch of lists. It's like, let me see what this is about. I don't know how I feel. And then I'm like, fuck it. Yeah. Yeah. You're going on. You're all making in, it. All you're in. making it. Yeah. Hell yeah. So that came out uh, March 20th. We're still in uh, the month of March. Uh, my next pick. This is a weird one. All right. This is a weird one. This is going to be, this is the most obscure one. This is the one that was not going to make it onto any list. No one knows who this is. I barely know who this is by an accident. Uh, this guy has no fan base. It's not true. He has some fan base, but mm-hmm. very minimal. This is a lowering the distant eye by sadness. God damn it. I almost did it. <laughs> I almost did it. Come on. He's second shit. There we go. God, I hate my sorry. That was the wrong one. Yep. Um I really enjoyed this album. I listened to it yesterday. Really? This one caught me off guard. I did I don't know why I like it so much. I wish I didn't like this. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly. This is a thick boy. Oh yeah. These songs are real thick. Four songs. Uh each of them quite lengthy. One of them is twenty-two minutes. Sure is. This one's 15. This one's only 15, guys. All right. I distinctly remember hearing this for the first time in the car, and I was like, finally! I, I think this year has some hope. I fucking love this. I, I'll wait for it. It's so funny if these sh- songs were shorter, you would... Because I realized, you know, it does like pretty black metal, pretty black metal, but because they're so drawn out, you don't think it doesn't feel that way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this is a lengthy buildup. Yes, lengthy buildup. You got timestamps? No. Uh, you want me to jump around? This is a pretty opening, so it's a little, little play, a little okay. more, at least until the drums come in. It's brutal mm-hmm. in a very, very uh, in your bedroom, in, a, in your garage, lo-fi, 
but that somehow makes it feel even worse and sadder and more like fucking gut-wrenching. Well, well, you know, you have pure... Well, I guess the purists would write this off because there's pretty stuff in it. Exactly. But you have, like, purists who say it's not real black metal. Unless it sounds like shit. Yeah. It doesn't sound that bad, though. It sounds bad compared to everything else on our list, but, like... Especially is, especially after the weekend. Especially after the weekend. <laughs> but this, this is literally one dude who churns out records a lot. Mm-hmm. One kid who's just fucking just throwing out a million of these records. He's good. He's good. It's real good. Fast forward, I don't know, a few minutes. Let's see what, what happens. There we go. There we go. <laughs> it's full of black metal. Yeah. Full of black metal. Okay, so so without context, it, that's the black metal stuff sounds awful. It does. I swear to God. The way it builds up into it and leads into it, it feels so fucking sad. <laughs> and, o- and oftentimes, the reason it's stuck with me is because like that, dun, 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 yeah. they play it over the black metal and it doesn't sound forced. Nope. So like... It's like they they mesh these things and then they like drop it out and it's just like I I didn't really feel the length I mean I did but like I wasn't like oh god when is this gonna end right yeah no 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 uh, um the only yeah the only song I, I care about the least is like the the last song but, I, but at that point you're already so absorbed in the whole fucking mood of the whole thing so the sadness it's just one guy's name is uh, Damian Ojeda I think um O J E D A but he he turned turns out these albums and i think last year there was one it's the one that i kept seeing the most because it had this really really good cover it's like a pink cover with a silhouette um fuck whatever i forgot what it's called uh wait maybe i could find it right here um also you know what i can it's called uh, i want to be there that one so uh girl I was seeing a while back, she made a playlist for me. That song was the last song on there. A song from that album mm-hmm. was the last song. On there. And it really struck me. I was like, this is, oh, what is this fucking upsetting bullshit? I like it. <laughs> and when I went back, like looking for records to, like, that came out this year, and I saw that he, and he released like three records this year. This is the, the only full length. Oh, shit. The other two are EPs. Uh, I, I don't know if I like this one more than the other album, but I think I might. Uh, yeah, so like that main the thing we were just hearing that fucking acoustic thing. That's a theme that kind of comes up repeatedly throughout the album. Um, so I wouldn't be me if I didn't somehow find a way to shoehorn depression into this podcast because it is a music podcast about depression. It's literally which I didn't even know was a fucking genre: depressive mm-hmm. suicidal black metal. Mm-hmm. Why does that exist? Why does that exist? Because of course it does. Um, yeah, there's. It's weird because for how depressive it is, I think there's some catchy hooks. There is. Like on uh, Sky You Feel, mm-hmm. there's a, a metal part. I yeah. was I was in the car listening to it, so I don't have a timestamp. But yeah. like, it's like a, per- I don't want to say standard metal part. It's but pretty like. Like victorious. Yeah. I know what you're talking about. Uh, it's like halfway into the 20 minute song or something mm-hmm. like that. Uh, but. No, that's that's one. That's an interesting riff too, because I on paper I hate it, 
Like those chord changes are like chord changes we've heard a million fucking times. But that hook that 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 specifically what the guitar is doing is so like yeah, it's I've heard it before, but it's something something just mm-hmm. really like you're saying, like victorious about it. Like, yeah, it's, it does really feel good. It feels really good in the context of all this other depressing shit. Mm-hmm. Um I don't know, it just it comes in at the right time. It's really well paced in that respect. I don't I wish I didn't like this genre. I don't want to <laughs> like this genre. And to be honest, like, too, because a lot of this stuff does get pretty samey, mm-hmm. uh, especially like an entire subgenre of stuff that sounds like this, because it has like the elements of what Def Heaven made popular, mm-hmm. but it's not that. Um, it's way sadder. <laughs> the only time I thought Shoegaze was on uh, Cerulean. Yeah, yeah. That's. And that's like way towards the end. Yeah. It's not quite that, but it does yeah. have that, that, you know, soft black metal, soft black metal mm-hmm. kind of dichotomy. Uh, so a lot of this will make you depressed. It will get boring after a while. It's all very same. It's all very minor key, all sad. But every once in a while, you want to just fucking zone out, take a long drive at nighttime. This is fucking awesome. I, and that's when I listened to it on a long drive and it fucking worked. It was hell, perfect. Hell yeah. So check check him out. I mean, he's not uh, he's, he's a, for sure the smallest name on this list, but I think I, I think I could beat you. Really? Yeah. Oh, I know where you're going. Uh, I think maybe you might be right. You not be my right. next one, but I'll, I'll bring right. it up. What you got next? Next up. Uh, this came out April 3rd. This is Thundercat it is what it is. I skipped the intro because it's a talking intro. And also, this song fucking rules. So smooth. So smooth. This is what jazz should sound like. I don't disagree. Yeah. I do. Or I guess there's a lot of different there's sections of yeah, jazz, but like, because it's such a, a genre that's just focused on the past. Oh, right. I get what you're saying. Yeah, so I, that's why I like, you know, like a, a Thundercat, because yeah. he's technically a jazz bassist. But, oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Undoubtedly. Lotus a lot, and this album was produced by Flying Lotus, and it's just the both of them together are this some of the best duos in, you know, if you want to call it jazz, you want to call it hip-hop, it's like a soul. It's, it's a yeah, hybrid of all that. Yeah. It's everything. Um, yeah, the first two tracks kind of set it up like it's going to be this, this spacey journey, mm-hmm. but then he... Um, kind of goes his previous album drunk was this kind of he's very known for this being a a nerdy lovable guy yeah yeah uh like he has a song called dragon ball do ray it's my favorite song on the album not just because it's nerdy yeah but because it, it dude i it's can listen to that shit real catchy dude i can listen to that baseline for fucking days also saying i, I just want to smash him at do ray is fucking hilarious yeah, yeah, like it's pretty good um. Yeah, he's he like views the do rag as a form of a superpower. <laughs> it's 
so stupid. And he and he's like, I and people are like, oh, I like your Dragon Ball shirts. And he's like, it's not a shirt. I have entire wardrobes. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, dedicated Dude, like, to Dragon Ball. Uh, I'm surprised that comedian Ryan Long was the first guy to make this joke. But like, yeah, like the the black guys are the only people that can make liking Dragon Ball Z cool. Yeah. 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 It's this like. Uh, I don't want to go on a tyrant about it, but it's it's this gateway drug anime, I guess. It is. Like, I don't think it. Ho- John's going to fight me. John's going to fight. You know what? You want to hear something fucking. All right. I'm going to go ahead and reveal a fucking cloak. I'm not cool at all, dude. I've been watching you Hawkins show every night for the past week and a half. That show is the fucking shit. Let's no, move on. Nothing wrong with that. So um, talking about, uh, you know, depressive, suicidal black metal. Yeah. I like uh, that Thundercat is not, you know, afraid to talk about things like that. Like, there's a song called Miguel's Happy Dance, and you, you could, uh, it, he's just saying, like, dance through the pain. Mm-hmm. You look at the song two ways. One, dance through the pain, you're going to be all right, you're going to be okay, yeah. which is fine. <laughs> or that it's bullshit that when you're, like, suffering inside you just have to put on a smile. You just gotta fucking lie, dude. So, you become real. I'm a real good liar, dude. Yeah. I, don't, I don't lie, mm-hmm. but you gotta. I have to have that skill just to pretend that I don't hate everything that's happening at all times. Yeah, I, I'm I, lying right now. You right. could even take it as both ways. Even yeah, um, yeah. And then the guest list is crazy. Like I said, uh, flying Lo- fly uh, flying lotus, who's this a uh, master DJ producer. Um, he got like Childish Gambino on Black Quails. Um, and then like, so the middle is kind of like the the thing he did on Drunk, but then it, it gets back to being spacey. Mm-hmm. B- books ends it with songs like How I Feel, King of the Hill, um, King of the Hill featuring Bad, Bad, Not Good, which again, technically they're jazz, but they just do all this rad instrumental hip hop shit. They did an album with Ghostface Killer. Um. Yeah, there's some tributes to Mac Miller. Going back to your feelings, mm. existential dread, just a perfect song for the year because we're all dealing with that. Features a man mm. named uh, Pedro Martins. I like his playing. I don't know what he's fun or known for, but um, and then it gets kind of meta because he intros you like a welcome to this album thing. And then the outro is kind of like saying goodbye to the listeners as well as Mac Miller. So uh, another another solid entry in the Thundercat discography. Hell yeah. Uh, I listened to this once. Uh, his voice does wear on me the same way with The Weeknd. Just, it's just very, you know, it's, just, it's the one way, it's mm-hmm. the one mode, the whole thing. But the, every man, these songs are well written. They're super well written. Uh and they all have this different fucking taste, different taste in each one. Yeah, I mean, he's one of the best bass players. And it's even if you just don't even care about technical proficiency, mm-hmm. proficiency, he knows how to write pop. Exactly, they're just interesting songs. Yeah, yeah. not maybe not accessible pop, but no, no, but no. like, like again, you could throw this on in front of the parentals. My mom would like it. I can assure <laughs> you that. All right, my next pick. This came out. May 29th. This is Self Surgery by Mrs. Piss. Should I skip the intro? Please skip the intro. Okay. This uh, particular song. Oh, that was fucking weird. I'll fix it. 
This particular song is probably like the most like straightforward rock and roll. This is my least favorite song on the album. By a long shot. But the intro is pretty fucking wild. The intro is badass. It's not good for, like, talking over, but... No, and it's also a wild misrepresentation of the EP. It sounds nothing like anything else. It's just like... Just fucking... That shit sounded like it was gonna blow out my speakers. Yeah. It's crazy. So this is like a standard punk song. Yeah. I want you to do me a favor and put on the next song. Because this is where it, it gets fucking good. That's where the heavy biscuits come yes. in. Yeah, this song yeah. Is, is dope. You don't need to tell me to add it to the playlist. It's yeah. already it's already there. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Yeah, that by that opening song, I thought I was like, oh, I'm not gonna care for this. And then as soon as this one comes out, I was like, all right, we're good. And mm-hmm. it just keeps getting better from here. Something's up with the panning because there should be some loud vocals here. I'll check it in post. Okay. Uh, but point is, you should be hearing Chelsea Wolf's uh, amazing voice. Uh, okay. So this is an interesting. It's an EP. It's just a long EP. Mm-hmm. Um, duo Chelsea Wolf and Jess Gowry uh, or Gowry. I think it's Gowry. Uh, who she's like a you know drummer for all kinds of people not really any one particular thing that i know of mm-hmm. and then she's of course been on chelsea wolf albums yeah of course in the past uh but we all know chelsea wolf um she's wonderful and this doesn't really sound like chelsea wolf for the most part it's way more it sounds like her but I, like i guess that yeah that song's like you know her abyss era yeah but i guess that's the cool thing about her is she can like her last album was pretty acoustic mm-hmm. and then so it's like okay she's just gonna do what she wants yeah i love it i fucking yeah. love it i love her uh and this this is like a and this is a pretty fucking raw record and some of it is just so goddamn catchy like uh the song mrs piss yeah which is the closer Oh god damn it! Oh god damn it! That's that's the song that made me keep listening to this thing over and over again. Like, interesting. It's so fucking good, and again, it has just you know dips back and forth between the the sludginess, the stonerness of you know the song we're just listening to, listening to, and a little bit more up tempo, you know, punky stuff. It's really simple. It's really simple. It it's a duo. Mm-hmm. It's dirty. It doesn't need to do more. The song that blew my mind was she took everything because it's this noisy sludge, and they threw in like a. Fuck! I call it like the cash cashmere string section. Oh, okay, okay. Because you yeah. think of like Led Zeppelin's cashmere, mm-hmm. and yeah. I'm like, man, what a like awesome choice. Yeah, for the, like it's still you still know it's Chelsea because of that kind of instrumentation. It's a, yeah, it's a duo, but there's still a bunch of weird shit happening. Still really really good production. Uh, 
that's what I like about that. Like you could still be really simple and raw and punky while still having really crazy production. Mm-hmm. Like this whole thing has that, you know, that layer of fuzz over everything. So even if it is not super, super aggressive, it has that, you know, it still feels fucking dirty. Yeah. That's mentioned the cover, which is very, very dirty. Yes. Um, it's very funny because I was trying to tie things together. Uh, nobody wants to party with us. It's just a heavy version of the weekends after hours. Really? It's kind of like the same lyrically, like the same vibe. Like uh, you could like re- reinterpret that uh, into a weekend song. Interesting. So, Look at that. Uh, yeah, that's a really fun song, though. Yeah. Overall fun record. Super, super short. Not going <laughs> to do it for everybody. 20 minutes of your life. Yeah. I, I listen to this thing, you know, all the time when working out. It's, it's, it's perfect for that. It's good. It's great. Not what I was expecting uh, from Chelsea at all. Mm-hmm. Not at all. I think I probably would have given this honorable mentions. If- yeah. It, I, I, not that I was expecting it to not, to not be good, but I was, I was not expecting to be really like, I'm not in love with it, but I do like it a lot. Sure. Yeah. yeah. It did. It's surpassed my expectations greatly. It was one of the earliest uh, additions to my list. Mm-hmm. Again, it was like sadness. And then I heard this. I was like, okay, I think this is going to be an okay year. Mm-hmm. We're going right. to be all right. Going to make it. Hell yeah. What'd you got next? So next up, I have a little band from London called Sex Swing Type 2. There's a little bit of a build for this, but, uh, you know, we can talk. And, yeah. th- and this starts my uh, trend of a lot of... No uh, names? Uh, or, like, musicians from, like, the UK. Okay, okay. I, there is this... There's just something, something about stuff in London this year that was special. Mm. So this band... Sound. Scared oh, oh <laughs> the shit out of me. Okay, okay. Maybe I should have played a different song. So, it's kicking me in the dick, and everyone, this turn the podcast off right now. Oh man, should have played a different song. Whatever, I'm owning it. This is my pick. I asked to play the second one too. I asked for the last last record. What do you mean? For for Mrs. Piss. Oh yeah, I did. Yeah. I did. Yeah. Okay, you now can, by all means, you can play another song. No, no, no. But uh, yeah, we're. You can hear it now. I sent the. Yeah. Um. They sound like if someone listened to Joy Division and said, "That's for pussies." Yeah. You need, you need more drugs. You need more noise. Way more drugs. More swan stuff. More paranoia. And it's just fucking awesome. This is pretty crazy. So I apologize for making everyone listen to that. I wasn't thinking because <laughs> I'm a psychopath and I listen to stuff like that and I'm like, oh. Yeah, it was a big deal. Yeah. Uh, interesting. Um, so yeah, I just who is this band? Uh, was it the guitar player and Idols was on Amoeba's What's in My Bag and he recommended it. Uh-huh. I believe that I believe they did a a remix album of this, but um, yeah, I this I love 
you know, the abrasive shit on here. I love the groovy Joy Division shit. Mm-hmm. Um, there, there's like something later on in that song that sounds like an electric saxophone, and I'm just like, Jesus Christ, could be. Um, yeah, like the following song, Skimmering, Skimmerington Ride. That's like as hypnotic and psychedelic you can get for mm-hmm. this band. Um, there's some interesting stuff like on Valentine's Day at the gym. There's this really good um guitar riff that this will pop in and out of the song and i hope this song is not as abrasive as the previous song i'm just gonna throw it on real quick all right you know i'm i'm gonna fast forward Vocals are fucking weird. Yeah, this is uh, not for the faint of heart. No, no. I should I should have time stamped it. I, I don't. But think because it. this is actually a good repetition. It's this, super yeah. re- super repetitive. It's super droney. So those vocals are never going to get nicer. They're always going to be no. weird. Oh wait. No, no, no. Sorry. Yeah. That really buzzy, really noisy. This is a weird fucking band. I, I do like it. Yeah. It's, it's not for everyone. No, it's not. No. I mean, also they're called like they're called sex swing. Yeah. It's 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 a it's a good it's a good Google search. <laughs> you really do have to specify a sex wing band band or the album. Yeah. Um. And then like the last song is just so killer too. It's just very like kraut rocky. Mm. Um. If you thought that first song was abrasive too, there uh La Ricona or Riconoda. Mm-hmm. There's like it sounds like bass and horns in unison. This assaulting your ears it does have some great sounds honestly when i, I gave this like a half over i got about like halfway through yeah and even that i was like i was not expecting this to be on alex's list this is really i did not see this one coming this one really caught me off guard i was like going from the weekend to this <laughs> it's like fuck homie's got range i'm a yeah i'm a man of uh of many tastes mm. and uh yeah i'm i'm offended you think i'm not down for cool noisy shit <laughs> it is very cool and it's yeah this was actually it wasn't hard to find info about them but they're definitely lower on the known list yeah i, I tried to look up like a bio or something i just saw they're from from london yeah and i'm like i'm just gonna let the music speak for itself and yeah that's honestly with to to go back to sadness for a second I had to, in order to find out his name, the guy's name, I had to go to his fucking Patreon. I couldn't find his name anywhere. Yeah. Like, no bios, nothing. Even <laughs> his own pages that he runs, he puts no information. Come on, man. <laughs> Whatever. Uh, but yeah, interesting band. Interesting band. Have you, did you listened to the other, their first album? No, I haven't. This is the only thing. And this, I wasn't going to put on the list because I thought it came out last year mm-hmm. for some reason. And I was just going through my albums and I like clicked on it. And I was like, oh, it did come out this year. Uh, so this almost didn't make it because I thought it came out interesting. last year. Interesting stuff. Crazy stuff. If you like weird shit, definitely. Uh, my next pick, 
this came out uh oh this album came out uh may 15th i don't know if you mentioned that um i forgot to mention okay uh this album may 29th i believe oh the same the same day as mrs piss i just realized same day um this is future teenage cave artists by Deerhoof. i have not listened to Deerhoof ever forever oh in a long time a long time i was not expecting to put them on my list i'll tell you that right now they did a uh, free show at the uh, at, at a museum one time. Really? Yeah. It is a band I would like to see live, but my love for this band is very conditional. Oh yeah, I think we've talked about it. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, Greg is one of the greatest the, drummers he's ever. My favorite. Ever. Yeah. yeah. That's him singing also, by the way, and I hate his voice. Hate his singing voice. Love his drumming. This is a fun song, though. It's fun. It's so messy. And it's funny to me because the whole album is that way. And they're not a messy band. Mm -hmm. It's just they decided this time to make it sound like they're not playing together. Sure. They're just that kind of band. Deerhoof. I have such a love-hate relationship with Deerhoof. And I, when I heard this for the first time, I'm like, it's not going to make it on the list. It's not going to fucking... And mm-hmm. then I just felt like, oh, you know, I kind of want... I feel like I kind of need to go back. And there is something really charming, charming about this whole album. And the writing is actually legitimately good. Mm-hmm. There's some fucking really good bass lines all over the place. It's, it's an actually... A, 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 I like Deerhoof. But it's like every other album that they put out I like. I'm, sure. I'm never excited for a new Deerhoof album. Because <laughs> I'm always like, I don't know, if this, am I going to like this one or not? Because still, to this day, uh, Breakup Song is my favorite. And I think that's like a fucking masterpiece. And then uh, the one that came after that was La Bonita. That one is also fucking incredible. And then there's like a fucking streak of like, okay, I don't care. I don't care. I don't care. And then they have another one. Like, all right, this one's pretty good. I don't care. I don't care. I don't care. And then this one was like, all right. All right. I like it. Nice. It's weird. It, like, again, it sounds like it's intentionally played out of sync. Each each member is like kind of like slightly slower than the, the one than the than the next member. So it it feels very garagey, which isn't isn't uncommon for Deerhoof albums. Uh and I I of course I'm forgetting her name, the vocalist slash bassist. I don't like her voice. I hate her fucking voice. And it's not and you thought I was going to pick albums I hated. Dude, <laughs> I don't hate the album, I swear to God, I like it. It's just, it's, she's, she is, she's a Japanese woman with a Japanese accent that sounds like every other Japanese female singer in the world. Uh, and it, it, it kind of keeps it like, there's something about really heavy accents in vocals that I don't like because you can, it's hard to hear past them. It's like, it's not that here's the thing with, with singing, you know, on a uh, quick side note and only nerds will, will uh, ner- know this best. Mm-hmm. I'm amazed. you liked blonde redhead because yeah. it's high pitched yeah. and I accent? Don't, I don't mind high pitch. I like, yeah. I like all types of vo- voices. The thing is there's certain, there's a certain thing with, with accents that because uh, which Americans think because they're fucking jackasses is that oh uh, I forgot there's a lot of comedians who've made this joke like oh if why do British people sing in American accents they yeah. don't 
there was no such thing as an American accent in singing. When you sing, it's its own accent, which sounds crazy, but you pronounce things a certain way when you're singing because mm-hmm. of red- resonances. It just, it just, you can make you project better when you pronounce certain vowels a certain way. It just so happens that some of some, a lot of the time, American accents happen to share that same vowel, mm-hmm. uh, which is why British singers, Irish singers, Japanese singers, whoever they sound quote unquote American is because they're using those vowel sounds for better resonance. Mm-hmm. She does not do that. She sings no. like she has a thick Japanese accent and it's annoying. It's fucking annoying to me. Some people like that shit. They do. <laughs> My brother loves that shit. Uh, the same with British singers. Like you hear the super cockney accents. I don't like that either. It's just, it's, it's not really good vocals <laughs> to me in my brain. Mm-hmm. Uh, however, I'm done shitting on it. I'm done shitting on this album and this band because they're a great band. There's, that's a band that, that does what very few others can ever say is that you never know what they're going to fucking do next. Yeah. You never know what the next year album is going to sound like. Mm-hmm. That's wild. And they've, they've had such a long career in so many albums. Each but, album yeah. so much wildly different than the one before it. This one, if you like Deerhoof, you have an okay starting ground, but even this goes really, uh, I don't know how to explain it because it has a certain mood to it, a a certain melancholy throughout the whole album, Mm -hmm. which is why I like it so much. Like the last track is a solo piano track that sounds fucking so God, it's like, I don't want to, I can't say sad. I can only say melancholy because it sounds old. It sounds like it was recorded in a dungeon. It's, I don't know. It's just haunting in a way. And it's, it's a thing that they don't do that often. Mm-hmm. They don't often go where you feel kind of like lonely and cold. Sure. This album does that for me. Interesting. Very interesting. Good album. What you got next? Well, I really wish you went on your rant about accents at the end because <laughs> oh, you set me up. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. My next pick, which I think is probably the most obscure artist, uh, this is a punk rock hip hop duo called Bob Villain. This came out June 5th on their uh, EP called We Live Here. I love me some Cockney, cockney accents. Really? Yeah. I love this shit. Obviously, it's, it's a lovely area before you come here. Lovely. I did not hear this at all. I thought I sent it to you. You did. I didn't get around to it. So this guy's not performing good vocals. I would, I would, I would consider good. I'm kidding. I love his voice. This dude is British as fuck. Hell yeah. That's we arrived. This place has got so ugly. But this is my fucking country. And it's never been fucking lovely. This is abrasive. I, uh, I love it. I love it. Tell you one thing, I don't. Ha- I do not hate it. Nice. Yeah. These blokes are the future. These- <laughs> the future. Fuck. <laughs> um. Yeah. It's- I was going through list, and I'm like, who's this British dude with dreads and a fucking crash shirt? Oh, you mean crass? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Who is it? Who is this? And I was just like instantly hooked. Mm-hmm. And let me tell you, 
this EP is not streaming. They have like a few of the singles up on Spotify and iTunes. I just gave them money to hear the EP on their Bandcamp because I was so I was so captivated. It's so hard to mix hip hop and rock, but they do it. And it, none of that sounded weird. Yeah, or none of that sounded uh, uh, forced or uh, you know kind of shoehorned. Yeah, they're this like the bastard child of like British garage grime, hardcore music, body count, rage against the machine. Yeah, there there's a song on here called pulled pork. And I'm like, that's the modern day cop killer. Oh, really? Like, I feel it. I feel the anger in that song. Um, Like, and then he says, like, some of the most punk rock shit on there. Like, he says, save a life and skin a pig like. That I can picture like a that's punk. A, that's a patch. That's a yeah, patch right that, there. That is a fucking patch. And then um, there's this guy from Fever 333 on there who this kind of sounds like an emo guy who grew up listening to um, Rage Against the Machine. Mm-hmm. And then he there's another line in there where he says like expletives and uh, I'm not trying to get in trouble, but he says, uh, no, I'm not someone like killing a cop i'm a black man killing a black man killer Mm -hmm. and but with expletives and i was like damn that's really like clever wordplay Uh um yeah this uh this like my my trend of like the people in europe for some reason like the the black lives matter stuff for some reason and like two other picks I have coming up it it's like I'm like why is the UK doing this better than like captive like uh-huh. capturing this moment better than over here in America with like something that I thought was very American yeah and so also hearing this was like this weird like bonding like not bonding moment but like oh like Shit's pretty fucked in the UK too. Like they feel yeah, it. Yeah, they well, feel it. If I if I had to guess why that 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 association might be, I it might actually. It seems like it could be the distance, like the fact that they aren't right in the thick of it. They aren't like overwhelmed by. I don't know this for sure because I don't fucking live there. But like everyone here, you know, is, who lives is, there? Is, is it, <laughs> so, wait, what? Oh no, 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 like here, everyone's always in the middle of a fight. Everyone's always in the middle of an argument. Mm-hmm. There's always just some side fighting the other side. Over there, it's so much a thing to to look at from afar. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's possibly. I, I think they 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 have like their stuff over there, but it doesn't make it over here because he he name drops someone, and I was just like, I didn't like. Americans are very self centered. Yes, we're the best. Yes, but um, yes, very punk rock. Uh metal hip-hop i love his rapping voice i love his screaming voice um i'm not sure the name of the the second guy who i'm assuming produces Mm -hmm. and and does the music but it's just it all comes together in a way i wasn't expecting it's the only album that like or ep that this year that gets me hyped really like ah. and I say that as someone who just put on a lot of like noisy shit. A lot of noisy shit. Like this I like, man, if I'm feeling tired, I'm just gonna throw this fucking EP on and nice. it's yeah, I'm so excited to see what they do in the future. Support a not locals, almost said local. Support a non local 
Also, I guess where you are. for our listeners, their name's Bob Villain. It's spelled like Bob Dylan. I know. I but know. You replaced the D with the V. And that's why I thought they were going to suck, too. Get the stupid fucking name. <laughs> the stupid fucking name. But, man, like, yeah, check out these guys on, like, YouTube. They're, yeah. they're single. They have, like, singles and stuff on the streaming stuff. And, yeah, I this was not expecting this. This I remember looking them up for a second, and that was hard to find. Info. Yeah, yeah they, literally not streaming. So yeah, I just like I though the way you felt about all well, obviously not because I didn't give them album, but like where you're like I gotta listen to it every yeah. day. Yeah, does that okay? Not bad, not bad. All right, my next pick. This came out July 31st. This is who apparently is established, and I'd never fucking heard of him. Hold on, jackass. Give me a little second because I was this gushing about Bob Villain. <laughs> I will say his name slowly because I also just learned how to pronounce his fucking name today. I don't. I don't want to say. It. I've been saying it wrong uh, for the past month. This is Alan Johannes Hum. Alan, did I say Ellen or Ellen? <laughs> Still find a way to fuck it up. For this song, Mermaid Scream. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I didn't get around to listening to this one. I tr- I tried, but this one. I'm liking what I'm hearing though. It's a misleading first track too. This is fucking like almost gondola music. Hey, we just watched Godfather. I'm for the gondolas. Damn right. Majestic, dude. Beautiful. I adore this. God damn, this is great. Okay, so this album goes many places. I'm going to listen the fuck out of it, just based on that. It's... I, I really... Dude, <laughs> this came out I'm, on... on uh, add this to my library right yeah. now. Yeah, This came out on Ipecac, Mike Patton's record label. Mm-hmm. And I saw that this was released. It was in a... Uh, sorry, it was a post on Instagram. It was... They posted this as well as uh, Honorable Mention, King Buzzo, and Trevor Dunn. Oh, yeah. Forgot to do that at the beginning. Um, it was posted along with King Buzzo and Trevor Dunn's album. And I was like, okay, that's a weird thing. I've never heard of this guy. Fuck it. Fuck it. And then that comes on. I'm like, oh, okay. And then track two comes on. It sounds straight up like Nick Drake, straight mm-hmm. up Nick Drake. And it just keeps changing from there. Like, um, oh, crap. Of course, I forgot the name of it. Track five. What's the name of that one? If morning comes, you want some of that? Yes. Yeah. This song is, this is fucking unbelievable. I love this song. So much, so many crazy percussive instruments and Easter instruments all over the whole album. Mm-hmm. If morning comes, Some really good shoegazing guitars in there. Yeah, he kind of reminds me of. Uh, I used to listen to this artist, Six Organs of Admittance. Oh, huh. 
Yeah, kind of like some. I don't know if that guy's still active, but um, I know that I know them. I never heard them. I used to love me some six organs, so uh, yeah, kind of getting some of those vibes from here. Yeah, there's a lot of world music influence. I mean, we could hear from the first track. There's a million different crazy instruments, a lot of mandolins uh, and other stuff. So yeah, it's it's folk e kind of only in the sense that it's like a really somber sounding dude with a lot of acoustic instruments but it, it kind of ends there like that song obviously has a lot of shoegaziness to it sure the production is fucking stellar a lot of spaciness a lot of psychedelia a lot of it's man it feels so full um which is a thing i don't often say about albums that are, that lean more folk mm-hmm. it's very full um satisfying so it's another album that i put on for my mom and she was like oh yeah oh yeah oh yeah nice. she said it in that voice as well <laughs> it, it, this is, i don't know this guy apparently he's in a band called Levin or something like that and there's another band that he's associated i don't he's like i think he does a lot of movie stuff he's just mm. a, he's a prolific dude who i've never encountered uh and this is wonderful i'm a fan nice so let's see here so, um we have man all right. we're, we're in the home stretch. We're in the home stretch. We'll be all right. We'll be all right. Uh, so this, I hope I'm pronouncing their name right. Salt. 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 Another UK band. Uh, basically put out a double album over the course of the year. First one came out uh, June 19th. Juneteenth. And then uh, the the this two, I guess, came out September 19th. It's not 18th or sorry 18th um first one's called untitled black is second one untitled rise i'm gonna play the i guess titled track off a rise oh wait sorry <laughs> this these covers are going to be completely alleged or you can't you can't see these covers on the you video. can't see it's them. very dark um it's a fist by the way this this like futuristic sorry this song's called strong uh this just like futuristic disco shit that's so uh, like uh, uh they're a collective of musicians so i don't know how much it fluctuates between songs but man this like some of the best funk i didn't get around to hearing these albums this is fucking great they're so good um again uh more you know more music in you know response to like black lives matter stuff and yeah very funky very funky to just be able to tackle such heavy subject matter and present it in these catchy um dare i say fun songs that they run the gamut from like dub r&b to like minimal stuff with like 90s r&b vibes to it Mm -hmm. um uh yeah just some psychedelia on songs like bow um this like even like pray up stay up is like a motown song so they are this really impressive uh impressive musicians uh i think i've talked about this band uh esg mm-hmm. before they're like 
pretty heavily sampled. It's this uh, all girl funk group from New York. Mm-hmm. And uh, they have this song called I Just Want to Dance, which I'm going to play a little bit of. And yeah, it's just like, yeah, the you guys sound like ESG here, which isn't a bad thing, but... Mm-hmm. Soul Train shit, dude. That is fun. So good. So good. Uh, so, so, any distinctions between the two albums? Because that's a pretty big gap. If for like, I mean, I don't. I guess they're they're two separate albums, but they're. Well, I mean, I'll just put on the next cover because they're they're so similar. I would say Rise is the stronger of the two. Okay. Um, the songs just stand out more, but to me, it's just part of like one one vision. Mm-hmm. So that's why I had to include them both on um on Black is I think I said some of the songs, but like some of the standout tracks on that one are Stop Them, Hard Life, Wildfires, Bow. Mm-hmm. Um, there's some good stuff on here, but the songs on Rises feel more impactful. Mm-hmm. Like the closing track is called Little Boy, and that is one of the sweetest yet heartbreaking songs like that's going. I've ever heard. It's just, I'm assuming a mother, you know, talking to her black son about like, Thing. I have to talk to you about like police brute yeah. that's yeah. at this at this age. Mm. And like I said earlier, the way they can like juxtapose the, the what they're singing about with the music, it's just it's I almost like it's weird. It's fun. Like I play just dance, yeah. but they are able to balance it out with you know their message and stuff. And again, UK. UK. What are they drinking over there, huh? What do they got? What do they got? I don't know. They were this. Why are they just fucking better than us at everything, huh? Why are they fucking? Yeah, why, the be- we're better look. They're not the, better looking. I will give us that. We're the, better looking. We are better looking. <laughs> the Beatles are from there. Ah, whatever. They had the pole was good looking, and the rest were fucking chuds. That's not true. <laughs> Ringo was a chud. Uh, <laughs> Poor Ringo. Poor Ringo. Uh, so where are you? Where are we? Where? Okay. So, oh yeah, that's the the order's a little bit jacked up because um whatever we'll, whatever we'll uh, work through it. let's do it let's do it uh my next one hold on so me you so start with an e you you know what you go take the next one so it doesn't ruin the order man this guy my, my next one was going to be all them witches but it literally was my album of the year so yeah it's good album by the way well i thought mike was gonna go so let me pull up uh sorry <laughs> what I guess if I was going to do a runner-up for album of the year, this... Really? Yep, this would have been it. This is Idols Ultra Mono. And this came out September 25th. It is damn good, I'll give you that. I... Some people... I guess this is a polarizing song. It sounds fucking awesome. I love the guitars on here. Um, it's so fucking powerful. They sound like planes, like dive bombing shit. Like, watch it. People don't like it. That's the sound of the soul going in. 
This is produced so fucking phenomenally. Shout out to Kenny Beats. Kenny Beats. He's just a hip hop producer who like helped like produce some of these songs. So. I really love idols. This is so. I, I, it should have made my list. It should have made my list, honestly. That's the sound of the children took up. Okay, we can. Okay, go. okay. It's really good, obviously. So I will say it's not as impactful as their breakout album, Joy, as an act of. Or wait, what was it? Joy is a. Uh, act of res- resistance is an. <sighs> Well, <laughs> we're not real fans. Clearly. I don't really like idols that much. Anyways, uh, yeah, some people don't like that song that he's just like making sound effects. I and think say, that's fucking awesome. I think it's great. It like fits to me. Joy is an act of resistance. There we go. Um, I think that song's great. I think like the next sound grounds is just like there's like this the synth in there and they work it in with their heavy guitars it's just so there's one thing that i love about this band they make riffs out of sounds yes not notes or progressions uh for example him doing the sound effects and the click the clicking of the drums yeah that's a riff yeah and it it registers as a riff it's hooky it's that part stays in your head Mm -hmm. and then just the the fucking dive bomb the plane crashing yeah that's a riff that's a riff they're really good at that. Yes. Making weird sounds, weird, just noisy sounds come across as catchy. And he, the singer Joe Talbot, is just the king of absurd lyrics, too. Like on uh, Mr. Motivator, one of the lines that makes me laugh all the time is he says, uh, like Conor McGregor with a samurai sword on a pair of rollerblades. Absurd. Fucking absurd. And it's beautiful. And like also somehow even more british than the dude from bob villain dude even more british i need a bob villain idols tour (laughs) so much accent i need it um and yeah for those who don't know um idols super um focused on mental health mental well-being that actually went overboard for me in this album it was like it was too much positivity like fuck dude i get it you want me to love myself i think (laughs) i don't sorry i think it's heavier on the other one really like this one feels more like social issues Um, maybe that's what i'm probably bleeding the two together yeah so like um i gotta say that's a uh, french for don't touch me um <laughs> when i heard because i was when i first heard this it was months ago uh and i was sitting up for a stream that i'm doing with my i do with my buddy and that song came on mm-hmm. and we just bursted out laughing because of how heavy-handed and pandery it is He's literally screaming, concert, 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 which it became a running gag throughout like the rest of the night. We just kept making fun, like adding really ridiculous lines about being nice to people and not touching people. Yeah. It's like, I get it. Your heart's in the right place. I get it. It just came across as pandery. I, I don't know. This because he's like, so I guess like you don't know it if you don't like do the interviews, but mm. also it's like is 
adults we know this shit but yeah, it feels like am i my child like i i know but I like myself there's teenagers like there's kids listening to here's, it here's my argument though so uh and i feel like i don't know his specifically i didn't do too much research on the guy but i feel like he comes from a rough upbringing oh yeah like he's he said like he was a bastard he yeah. was a drug addict so he, he he exactly what i was this is i'm glad because i proved well it makes what i'm about to say sound like less bullshit uh so he's coming from that from that that kind of reformed point of view mm. he was this guy this is not how you live your life listen trust me i know so that works only for people also going through that or people who uh are willing to listen that doesn't do a whole lot for people who are in that life like i grew up around um uh, well, I spent a lot of time in my teenage years around those kinds of people. Mm-hmm. Let's just leave it at that. Dudes who are bad dudes, and they're not gonna they're not gonna just change their ways because of like it just, that's why it feels pandering. Like he's talking to people who already know this, who agree with him to to a certain extent. But like, also like he's just been so vocal. Like this is how I live my life now. Mm-hmm. Um, he's you know he doesn't want it to be but obviously it it did for you and i'm sure Mm. other people but um i don't know i just think that's maybe something that's more for like younger fans like i'm i don't even know what i would because there's been like a few songs when i was younger where i was like oh shit i didn't like i didn't know about these things Mm. so so that that, that's one thing is a form of uh like educating or I feel like you still have to be in the same wavelength though. Like uh, we like dead Kennedys and we love Joe Biafra. Joe Biafra isn't converting anybody. You know what I mean? No, but I, it's very debate. We're, we're kind of going this. Yeah. This could maybe be like a side episode. I think there's, and there's no proof, but I think it is. I, I do wonder and I'm probably going to say very little, but I do wonder like when you're growing up, like, and people like you and me who like, were very attached to, mm. to music. It like defined or it does a whole lot. Yeah. Whole I, lot. I wonder what, you know, like, Oh, well, you know, I, I like these guys and they're into, you know, there. Right, right, right. I, yeah. I wonder. I wonder what effect it has. It's it's very debatable. There's no. Yeah. There's no concrete. There's no, and there's no way we're gonna find it. Yeah, so, yeah. They're gonna do but, a study on teenagers listening to Idol. <laughs> um, getting back to the music, uh, I like "Kill Him with Kindness." Yeah, yeah. I like when he starts barking like a dog <laughs> on it. It's. I so this this came down to the wire. This was like about to be, but I decided on another one. Just because, like, I don't think I can add much more to this album than you could. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, like, you're already adding a bunch. Like, I like it as well. I like it just probably just as much. But the other album I chose, I felt like had like a, a different personality and a different, a completely different thing going for it. This one, this is this is idols. Idols are idols. Like, if you like, I mean, they have a really unique style, but it is, it is that style. They know how to, like you said. They know how to write catchy hooks that maybe don't make sense on a, a sheet of pa- a staff paper, but it doesn't matter. Yeah. The same way a riff doesn't really have to be a series of notes. It just 
could just be a fucking squiggly. They, squiggly on your guitar. Yeah, they understand that. They seem like nice dudes. They seem like great guys. I've heard only I, wonderful things about them as people. It's one only, of the yeah. one of the few concerts I went to where I felt like a changed person Dude. after it was so delightful. Delightful. And honestly, I'm talking shit about like the, the the you know self you know love yourself and the you know consent stuff. I don't have a problem. Like it, I get I have problems with it being pandery, but like it's legitimately nice. Like yeah. it's le- it's all really and especially in a live setting, that shit is it fucking fills the room with with uh, jubilee. If you something. see this band and they don't bring a smile to your face, you wonderful, you're just a bad person. They're so fun, <laughs> so fun. Really, honestly, everyone needs to listen to Idols. They're fucking, they're so good. Uh, where the hell are we? At? Okay, so now on to a less happy and positive album. This is uh, a collaboration album that I did not ever see coming in a million years. No, I don't think anyone did. No one did. But interesting, regardless. This uh, came out October 30th. This is Mayor Chambers Be Fool by Emma Ruth Rundle and Thou. <laughs> I did not listen to this whole thing, but I listened what I could on the way here, and I love... Oh, the, it, it does some really moving stuff. I have not listened to Thou maybe like f- four years. Oh my god, really? I forgot they existed. I've only heard like one and a half albums, and it was uh, slow even for me. But hearing this album, it's making me really reconsider so as we're we're building up uh, it should I think it is important to note that almost all of these songs are very second half heavy each song takes a while like this is cool mm-hmm. it doesn't get amazing until like halfway through the song I do appreciate too that like when this song was over, I was like, okay, I got it. No, no, the second song is a different Completely piece. Different. Also, I just assumed, like, oh man, I love the layering of the vocals. The, the, yeah, the black metal shrieks with. Emma's I didn't think that country that, fan. Yeah, I didn't think that Thou guy would be singing. I thought they would just be purely backing that. Yeah. So to hear both is it's what a surprise. It's a wonderful collaboration. Yeah. So this song it just it really just keep getting better and better and building and building uh second one more high energy though indeed indeed uh a lot of them they're all i mean each song is all pretty different from each other but i i say this album requires patience because unless you're into that because like for me i was immediately in yeah i was in i wasn't immediately in this took a few listens for me to really appreciate how how fucking great this is because like it feels like every song starts out in a way that I wish it did start out. Like mm. Almost, I would say like every song except for the last last track, which I think is fucking amazing, like flawless. But it always starts out in a way like, okay, eh, all right, and then as it goes on, I'm like, oh, this is getting good, and then it gets to a point like this is fucking amazing, mm-hmm. and that's 
that's why it took me so long to really appreciate it. Like, no, the, every song is fucking wonderful. Uh, it just takes, you have to really be, be patient with it. Yeah. If you, if you didn't get it, this, this would have ended up on loose ends yeah, episode for, for sure. me. I like, I'm kind of upset. I just like heard it an uh-huh. hour ago or whatever. And Emma Ruth Rundle is one of those artists that I've, I've talked about more recently than ever. Uh, where everyone just kept saying like, oh yeah, and then Emmer with Rondo. I'm like, wait, everyone keeps bringing her up. I was like, well, you, mm-hmm. you don't know her. You don't know Emma Ruth Rundle. And eventually I, I was, you know, I sat down uh, and I was like, oh man, this is bringing me tears. This is bringing me literal tears. This, she's really fucking good. Very different from the music she's associated with. She's associated with Chelsea Wolf and Lingua Ignota. Uh, doesn't sound like that. Way more folky. Yeah, this is like her first foray into the dark side and and it is a nice foray yes it is. i i would like to see more i hope she does more i hope whatever her next record is is brutal because she can do it yeah she can fucking do it her voice still has that or uh her her stylings the, her vocal style is still very much in the folky singer songwriter camp you can even hear it on the song we played uh so it does it does seem odd just juxtaposed with just the, uh, but it's in a way that I've never heard before. I've, I've never, even though I don't care for the singer songwriting style so much, it being blended in a way that I've never heard before. It makes me like it a lot. It's, it's real. I don't, I was really impressed from what I heard on my drive over. I, yeah, really liked it. Y'all uh, and that's all this. I can say. Y'all need to hear this album. It's really good. It's really good. Fucking crazy. It's a, it's a man. God damn it. All right. I just want to hear it. And I, I think I might have listened to this one more than more than no second. All them witches I listen to the most for sure. Yeah. Like this one is like the second one I listen to the most. I'm yeah, I'm going to be listening to this one a lot. Hell yeah. So where are we at? My next pick came out October 16th. This is zeal and ardor. Uh, wake of a nation. <laughs> So this is kind of a, this is not what Zeal and Ardor specifically known for, but I feel like it's the the vibe the album's going for, which is why. The what? Like the the vibe of what that al- album is going for. So this it is its own entity. It yeah. is not Stranger Fruit. Nor is it a, a devil. Devil is fine. Devil. Manuel, yeah, thanks, Manuel. He sounds as he sounds as great as ever. Yeah. This music does not sound like what I. I mean, even it sounds like a different writer. Well, if you want to do a fade out, we could go to the the next song, yeah. which is very much what he does, right? So this is Tuskegee. Oh, Tuskegee. Yeah. Um, Shrieks. Yep. Um, for the brief history, because I just he's just an act I like, but he um, blends like blues or spirituals 
with black metal. Yeah, and not just like not like blue the blues I talked shit no, about. No, 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 not like old blues, old blues. Yeah, like hollers and chants, I believe yeah. they're called. Um, so I didn't have this on my list, but coming back to it, I I actually really enjoy it. Um, again, he's he's in Switzerland, not UK, but I thought he was Swedish. That uh, I think he's half American, mm. half half. Shit, but he's <laughs> in the Google. He's in Switzerland. Okay, um, okay. so again, an, another like foreign act that was this really able to t- tap into what's going on with all that. Um, what did I write about this? Yeah, Swiss American. Uh, yeah, so Swiss Swiss and American. Yeah. Um. Yeah. If if Bob villain is like the angry youthful you know voice this is like the somber haunting it's the same thing yeah it's the same thing of the coin yeah um so yeah like to stiggy's brutal the opening track is this about the death of george floyd um i love i love trust no one and he's just like I wanted to do like a doom sh- doom sludge song with 808s on it. I think it fucking works. I think the only song, because I was pretty disappointed by the CP. Uh, I think the title track is the only one that I was like, okay, I'll give it up. I gotta, gotta give it up. Gotta give it up. Damn. Yeah. Because So like, especially, wait, what's the, the first song wasn't the title track, was it? No, 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 no. That's like, which was that? that? Uh, that's Vigil. Okay. Uh, that, the title track is at the end. And yeah, it's yeah, that's fucking what I'm talking, awesome. That's what I'm talking yeah. about. Yeah. So the, fir- the first song, uh, what rubbed me the wrong way about that one is, uh, like the, especially the pianos, it feels so fucking like movie trailer slash Nike commercial. I, re- I remember you saying that yeah. when it came out. I was like, oh, hmm, this is really clean. Like, this is really glossy. Mm-hmm. For, and, but I, I think once you get past that one, it's not terrible. No, like, but even with um, God, Tuskegee, uh, I love the brutality of it. I love his fucking vocals on there. It's the riff itself that I think like this is feels half-assed compared to all of Stranger Fruit, where those riffs were like unexpected and strange mm-hmm. and really brutal as well. That one just felt pretty simple, uh, kind of predictable. It could be the uh, you know quick turnaround on it. Obviously, this Very was quick. made in a few months but uh for me it's just uh more of zeal and ardor uh obviously you know if i'm gonna tell someone to listen to them i'm gonna recommend stranger fruit yeah but um if if people liked what they fucking heard or uh oh you you know what i realized on my notes why you maybe don't i i wrote there are some riffs on there that remind me they would be at home at uh Queens of the Stone Age album. Maybe it, it is a lot of it does feel fairly generic from a writing standpoint. And it, it made I think above all above all else, the reason why I didn't like this EP was it made me worried about the future of Zelenardor. Because how much I love Stranger Fruit and I love the cricket sounds and the fucking the chants and mm. the the you know the, the men's choir hums and then also, in addition, layering the black metal on top of that, I, I that's like a fucking beautiful combination of just things that have never been blended before. And this had none of that except for just some black metal and then, you know, Manuel singing like a passionate man. Uh, yeah, maybe it, it made me a little worried. I'm not worried because I'm like, it, re- 
was recorded a quick amount of time, probably with the musicians in separate studios. Yeah. If it wasn't a hundred percent him. Yeah. And then, yeah, like you said, the the title track has like the chants and stuff. Yeah, that's I, like uh, so. Yeah, it as a fan of Zill and Ardor, it it worked for me. I you know, I think it does bring the heavy once you get to the second right. track. It's so funny to me. Like that is one of the few. Uh, I'm gonna say the only metal band I could think of where the backup vocals are a fucking prominent touring aspect of the band you got it you got to have you them got, man they're on stage with him just two vocalists yeah just, not mm. not even yeah the other musicians aren't doing the backup vocals they have specific, specifically yeah. yeah that's how fucking that's unique as shit that's what makes the band for me really it's like mm-hmm. that's a very notable distinction yeah you know? yeah so yeah but on to my next one. This is it came out November thirteenth. This is uh, Spirit World Field Guide by Aesop Rock. <laughs> I'm glad you picked this because honestly, if you would have put on the intro, that would have worked too. I, I love this. that intro. It, yeah, it was kind of talky. So. Yeah, talky for sure. I do like the intro though because um, it's kind of how he feels about the album. Yeah, where it works, it works front to back. Yeah, but he also feels like, hey, if you just want to go to a certain section, you can do that too. Yeah. This song is so fucking good, man. The, the, he's just able to find like the weirdest beats. And that little that little line? Yeah. That's just one tiny example of what happens a million times in this album. Where you're introduced to a hook and you think you know how it goes, and then one layer comes on and it changes the whole mood. Another layer adds on, changes the whole mood again. This dude is a fucking expert master layer. Yes. Also a, you know, very underrated lyricist, which is why it didn't make the cut for me, because I'm like, if I'm going to pick this, I need to, especially after the intro, like I need to sit down and I need to like dissect these Mm -hmm. songs a little bit. Mm. And I, this was not able to dissect them in a way I would like, but um, yeah, I had Tobacco Ken on my list last year. So, mm. so you mean Malibu Ken or Malibu? Yeah, sorry, Tobacco was the like producer in there. Okay, and then Malibu Ken. And so here's you want to something really fucking funny. What's up? This is the album that got bumped by all them witches. This was gonna be my album of the year. Damn. Yep. That's how much I fucking love this album. You this know, you, blindsided you, me. You know when you sent me this list, I was like trying to figure out what your pick is. Yeah. And I was, oh, I'm like, I'm like, he's being real coy about it. Yeah. But no, but then I would have these feelings like maybe he did pick Aesop. It won't, It almost was. It almost was. For a while it was. Uh, yeah, this, dude, this, this surpassed my expectations in every possible way. Uh, so obviously Run the Jewels was on my, on my list as well. But mm. this, I like this more in a completely different way than that. They are, t- they're it, two different, different species of albums. Yes. Cause like this musically, I think is, is brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. He, 
there's like for those of you who don't know there's there's videos breaking down how this dude raps because mm. there's so many layers and entendres so yeah he's like on a whole new level lyrically he's very good but musically is where you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna get you're gonna make me or break me i think yeah he produced a lot of these beats too this so. is insanely intricate like like i was saying like some of the best examples of of Oh, that's a horrible way to I bad way to start the sentence. Some of my my most cherished albums, I guess you could say, mm-hmm. uh, it's always when I'm just blindsided by something. Something unexpected happens. I'm introduced to a, a theme or a motif, and then this little thing comes on and it's like, oh, well, maybe it's a happy song now. You didn't see that one coming, and then fucking switched it up and like, nope, now we're mad again. Mm-hmm. Or something. I don't know. I'm being very, you know, primitive Sh- with the way I'm explaining it, but sure. It does that so fucking much in every song. You yeah. think it's doing one thing and then it, just more and more. It's just the layers, dude. Like, not a lot of people can do that. It's no. just, it's just, and especially with hip hop, I've hear, I've heard it so rarely where the musicality is such a huge emphasis him and lp 40 year old jewish guys from new york are this killing it killing it dude oh i fucking love it and uh one one thing i don't like is just the way his voice is produced it's i think it's it's a good constant theme with him where Mm -hmm. it's just super distorted he i remember the first time i heard him i did not like his voice it's Mm. it's pretty if you're just accustomed to normal music, yeah, it's pretty fucking weird. It, yeah, he he pronounces things in a very strange way. Not not a not an accent you can kind of nail. It's a very distinct way of speaking. Mm-hmm. But also, and this is I, I've I've said this actually a, a year ago in our last one when we were, we were talking about Mel Buchan, why I don't really like his actual style of rapping because him and uh, I'm gonna get stabbed for this. Mad uh, fucking oh, MF, MF Doom, Doom does yeah. that as well, where it's not exactly on the beat. Mm-hmm. You know, it's in the vicinity of the beat. They're you know where the the syllables are landing, but it's not exactly on it. So it always feels like in my brain, it feels like they're trying to catch up to the beat, mm-hmm. and that bothers the fuck out of me. <laughs> and here it's the same, but a little bit less so. Uh, but even though it still does it, the music is just so smart and so unex. Every song is just so damn unique. Mm-hmm. Uh, and another thing that I, I didn't see coming, because it's like, I mean, pretty much a concept album. Uh, not every song seems like it, it deals with in the whole, you know, spirit world kind of uh, field guide type of, uh, you know, this is what you do in this situation. Yeah, that's kind of why I wanted to just dissect it yeah, a little bit. The intro really sets you up. It's literally him explaining this is the field guide for the spirit world. Therefore, yeah. you should read. Yeah, but not every song kind of feels that relevant. Mm-hmm. Um, but also on Pizza Alley, he name drops Paddington. So I, I remember I heard that and I was like, it has to be on Alex's list because he name dropped Paddington. But yep. so even though he does set it up as a spirit world kind of thing, every song does feel like Halloween spooky, like can't be spooky. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not, it's never ridiculous. It's never, uh, it's not cheesy in any way. It just has like an air of like, I do imagine this being kind of coinciding with a spirit world type thing. I don't know. It's sure. Just, like an, if this was like a car- cartoon adaptation, the music, the actual types of melodies that he's going with would fit in. Mm-hmm. So but- all, it, it all really felt like a cohesive, uh, f- uh, unit the kind of the way the way you explain with the weekend yeah the 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 first go around the standout track was button masher to me and this, 
this wild, wild beat. Once again, I did not remember a single song title. Yeah, I'm really glad you picked it because I'm like, I've been listening to Aesop, I guess, most of my life. Mm-hmm. Not like, yeah, if I started listening to shit as a teenager, that's like most of my life. So uh, I was just like, I don't feel like I could put the right words to it. So I'm glad. I'm very glad you did. Another embarrassing before we move on. Another embarrassing uh, admission. Yeah. First full fledged Aesop rock album. That's right. Because yeah. you only listen. I heard the Babukin, yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, I could th- I could throw a few recommendations your way. I think you should. Yes, to see how you feel about it. But what is your next one? So the next, next two, rather. The next one I'm cheating because I'm a I'm a Mastodon fanboy. And so uh there's a bass player in there named Troy Sanders. Oh, a bass player? Just just any old a- bass player? Any old bass player. Not the Troy Sanders. I'll I'll gush about him in a second. But uh, so he's in two groups that put out albums. The first one is Killer Be Killed. That's Reluctant Hero. That came out on November 20th. And then the second group is Gone is Gone. And this has one of the worst titles ever. Came out the 4th of December. If everything happens for a reason, then nothing really matters at all. And I'm going to play a track off Gone is Gone called Everything is Wonderful. I will say it. I love this album cover. It's a rad album cover. Great album cover. Um, so Gone is Gone. Who's in there? So this is uh, Troy from Queens of the Stone Age. In Mastodon. No, no, oh, sorry. Oh, it's the second Troy? There's, yeah, there's two Troys in this band. Um, and then uh, Tony, the drummer from At the Drive-In. This heavy shit. I, God is God, this speaks more to me than Killer the Killer, but... They're, they have killer metal riffs. Fun intended. This is a good song. Yeah, I just appreciate more the spaciness, Bombastic, the heavy bass, the, the willingness to use the electronics, and yeah, a lot of synth stuff too. So, uh, so yeah, I just these aren't like game changing records, but like. I'm just like, man, Troy Sanders is just the busiest man in metal. Yeah. Yeah. And I just, there's something comforting about his voice. Yeah. It's like a hug. It's (laughs) like a hug to me. Um, He does. I think he does all the singing and gone is gone, but on killer be killed. He's switching off between um, him, Max from Sepultura. Oh, it's right. Formerly Sepultura. And then, Soulfly, yeah, yeah, uh, um, yeah, and then uh, Greg from Dillinger Escape Plan, mm. and uh, yeah, that's just mad, like madness, just not like sh- nonstop shredding the way like Dillinger or Mastodon is, yeah, but um, really, really solid uh, metal stuff, like um, let's see. Uh, destructing self-destruction like you get a taste of everyone's vocals in there it's a good good summary of the band left to center and intercom from outer space just just rad at times 
it's it's kind of like a Mastodon song, but Greg is doing the Brent parts. Oh. Um, yeah, this fun like if you like metal, check it out. Yeah, I did not hear the Killer Be Killed Killer Be Killed album. Uh, definitely heard the Gone Has Gone one a, f- a few times. Mm-hmm. Almost made my list. Did not in the end. Like I said, it's yeah. not. Not perfect. No, no, it's not perfect. But I just I love Troy's voice, and I love I love all the synth, like the closer. Oh, the closer is fucking great. Dirge for delusions. Yeah, holy shit, that one got me real good. Yeah, it made me wish so much. Like there are some crazy sounds in that song, and I was like, why wouldn't they go ham with this? Why wouldn't this be all over the album? Yeah, really wild shit in there. Yeah, their first album's probably better, but I think it's just a really, really solid entry. And what a what a fucking talented, great legacy Troy Sanders is. Honestly, yeah. Despite the couple of massive albums that I don't care for, overall, goddamn, the dude is the dude works he yeah puts out some good shit uh gonna be gone i mean sorry uh gonna be gone uh, gone is gone uh they've always been a band they've only had like two other records but like they've always been one like all right i like that but i don't know i can give it. i can take give or take mm-hmm. and this one is the same for me except i do think i like this more than every other record interesting yeah which is why i was considering it yeah it's uh i mean as people could tell by the cover it you like something that's a little more the more out there yeah. a little more spacey it's also nice to hear troy reeling it in technic technicality oh, yeah yeah because yeah. that's kind of been his role in mastodon he said you know i'm in this band with three shredders yeah like and he's like so i very much pick my choice because he's like i love those dudes so much and they need to they need to shine uh-huh. so he's like i pick and choose where i like he's just this seems like one of the nicest people ever honestly Mastodon is a is a rare band because of how much each member really truly supports the other one like they all they're all just the rick flair they're all trying to make everybody look good yeah they're all, they're all amazing obviously uh and that, that's yeah there's like really it's really rare to find a band that Everyone loves each other that much. The only other, mm-hmm. other one that comes to mind is Fugazi, where like where every member just loved each other. Yeah, like you don't really hear about drama between the members. Yeah. And then for him to like hold like not hold up, but like I'm not gonna do a side project, but like two super groups. It's just it's crazy. Yeah, yeah, that's a lot. Yeah, it's a lot. Uh well, and Brent does the draft tongue orchestra, right? Yes. But that's that's it, right? The other two don't do yeah, I'm sure Bill has some stuff going on, but it's not like as yeah as no- out. Yeah, yeah notable or well known. Yeah, I think yeah, I think Gun is Gun can stand on its own. I haven't heard Killer Be Killed. I'm really fucking up there, but I, that's like that's like the most super group though. That's like oh super yeah, duper group. Yeah, you, like I said, you have three singers. Yeah. in there. Yeah, that's, so I can imagine that could be a mess to deal with logistically. Yeah, I almost think you might hate it, but uh, you were full of surprises. So I yeah yeah, yeah yeah. If you give it a listen, I'd love to know. All right, now that was Alex's final pick. We're finally at the fucking end. Holy shit! Yes, we did it. Now we're at my my last one. It wouldn't be me if I didn't find a way to shoehorn <laughs> this artist. And I swear to God. I will whatever we'll talk about it. This is not streaming. I think uh, as of right now, Bandcamp only. This came out uh, December fourth, the same day as the Gone Is Gone record. This is 
The Caligula demo is by Lingua Ignota. Is Wicked Game on there? No. I okay. I sh- <laughs> I should have talked about this. What is Jolene on there? No, nope. No, no. This is a standalone. Okay, I'm gonna go to the YouTube's. I I will tell you right now. The first. Oh yeah, you probably yeah. I probably should have talked about this. Uh, the first track is. Wait, you could probably go to her band camp. Oh, that would be better. Yeah, it's. So yeah, the first song is. Uh, all God's love means nothing. There. Nothing now. Yeah. I see. It's the lyric of the, you know, the song. I'm like a huge proponent of like never putting on her music when I'm around other people. Uh-huh. I, so I never know what's going to happen. I properly have it pulled up. All right. Here we go. I didn't even know about this. I just fucking thought she was doing uh, the cover yeah this fucked me up all over again dude of course it did and this is a new song this <laughs> yeah. is unreleased Surprising no one, this made me cry as well. <laughs> uh, and honestly, if I'm being super honest, if I if this was like a standard pod episode, all them witches would be best up. This would be personal favorite. This one, mm. I think, is still my favorite thing released because uh, I wasn't expecting it to be to stand alone from the album as much as it does. Like it says demos on there, but it sounds great. Mm-hmm. It says the Caligula demos, but it's not the album Caligula. So there is. Uh, if anybody who's heard the actual album, uh, you recognize those lyrics, but that is not the song that they were originally in. Uh, and there's a lot of things like that where you'll recognize lyrics, but you won't recognize the song or you'll reckon, you know, vice versa or whatever. Uh, there's two different versions of a song that would make it onto the album and they're in different keys. They're performed way differently. Uh, the songs that you do recognize do, that you do recognize sound completely different and it's all as emotionally gut-wrenching as the fucking album it's like hearing it for the first time again mm-hmm. uh and it's not as refined it's not as polished obviously it's their their home demos but they still sound really fucking good which makes it all the more intimidating how the hell this motherfucker how she keeps doing this like i haven't how is she this good i don't fucking get it it's scary she frightens me let me tell you every album ever first this purchased Right made, made a purchase <laughs> while recording <laughs> just bought it god bless you dude uh and also like 
that's uh you said that you, you actually went out and you you bought the fucking uh um bob, bob, bob villain yeah yeah this is like this the day that it was released like yeah i'm buying this and like I, i'm not even gonna you know i don't care if it ends up being if it, if it ends up streaming later on i have to hear this now yeah she she gets money she gets money for yeah. sure and also i also have to call back uh my fucking failed gag that i'm so mad because like last year we did the caligula was my album of the year and the video stopped recording like at the beginning but during the video i was wearing three lingua ignota t-shirts and throughout talking about the album i would just remove one one by one without addressing it seeing if alex would notice completely missed because there was no video yes you know what's funny is i totally forgot that didn't capture and so when i was like oh i'm gonna do the mic thing yeah but yeah, this stole your thunder, kind of, totally because did. no one, no one saw you. No. Uh, only I know. Yeah, <laughs> I was so upset because of I was like sweating the whole time. I was like, let's get to it. I want to do this. I want to take up these fucking shirts already. Yeah, I was literally wearing two long sleeve shirts and a short sleeve shirt. Uh, but okay, so this everyone in the world who's heard this podcast knows how much I fucking love her, and how everyone who follows me on Instagram knows how much I love her. Uh, it's almost getting weird by this point, but I swear to oh, God, you're going to get a restraining I order. I swear year. to God, it's genuine. It is entirely because of our artistic ability and because of what our fucking music just just rips my soul out. It's fucking. I don't mm-hmm. even know how it happens. Sometimes I'm just like, ah, oh, here, here it comes. Here is some tears. Oh, God damn it. It just like frequencies. They just hit a certain thing. And all of a sudden, like, yeah. And. Yeah, this is like, yeah, if, if you're a fan at all, this is absolutely essential. Uh, but I cannot, cannot recommend this over the album. Sure. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Obviously. And, and this obviously couldn't make my album of the year because it's not a fucking album. It's a, it's a collection of demos. So, but like, it, it just does. It's not, it would be totally cheating, completely half-assed, half-assing my job here if I made this album. Of the year. But just knowing my heart. Yes. Just knowing my heart that it is right there next to all them witches. Yeah. Well, we did it. Hell yes. I, you know, going to toot my own horn. I think we have some of the, and only two in, I think we have some of the best year-end shit. Because no one, you will not read a list that has the weekend and lingua on it. Never. Never. Yeah. You will, please share this episode. Please. Yes. You will not read a list that has fucking sex swing and yeah fucking poppy poppy <laughs> poppy along with uh, uh alan johannes mostly no i was gonna say mostly my picks but no uh aesop rock like yeah we, yeah aesop rock with sadness with depressive suicidal black metal with aesop rock we, really? bring, we bring the ruckus he brings the ruckus God damn it, Larry. We brings the ruckus. We brings the ruckus, Larry. So thank you so much for listening and for everyone who's who's started, you know, supporting us this past year. We have uh, we have made some considerable progress and we love you all so very goddamn much. So please share this episode if you like it, along with uh, any of the other episodes, clips on Instagram, you know, anything, anything. It all helps. But <clears throat> my God, that was a beefy beefy fucking episode so beefy and you know what before you throw me under the bus uh i'm gonna say like run the jewels is well known they mm-hmm. have a fucking special on hbo um uh, 
in the, it, to use a wrestling term, all them witches needs the rub. Needs the rub, which means they need their their need the shine. Bump. Needs the bump. What are you sending us oh, out on? I let me think. Let me think. Oh, it's so long though. Who can, oh, it's so, but it's oh, so good. You know what it is. Is it see you next fall? You're goddamn right it is. So before we do that, you know where to go. Right, rate, review, fucking share, YouTube, subscribe. Fucking uh, Pope Justin Ventura for me. Ah, Mother Puncher. For him. And Spotify playlist in the description. It will be a big fucking playlist. It will be good. Patreon.com slash every album ever. Early episodes, bonus episodes, discount off merch. There's merch, by the way. It looks pretty cool. I think it looks pretty cool. Uh, and that, that that's all. It, that's it. Enough of the plugs. Done. Now, see you next fall. Thank you so much for listening, everybody. See you next year. Something warm No dragons to slay
It's something of charm To have nothing to say Just a small fire Dark to shine All the earthly riches I have tried to grasp it
bye.